This episode of Mares in Black is sponsored by Mel Miller Equine Art. Detailed, quality workmanship focusing on capturing natural and candid moments of the horse. Hi everybody, this is Heather. And this is Jackie. And welcome to the ninth episode of Mares in Black, the model horse podcast for obvious by hobbies. Yay! So this is coming on the heels pretty quickly of our last one. We're trying to get it together as far as... Uh, the chasm of time between um, <laughs> podcasts. Uh, so I mean, bi- biology interfered with the release of the last one, though. But biology is interfering with this one too. So uh, uh, apologies for us sounding like the frog mouth. We both got the con crud at Stampede, so and we're both recovering. But both of us lost our voices, and now we both sound like Demi Moore. Yeah. So, I'm going to open an 800 line. <laughs> woo woo. Um, so it, it's going to be a long show this week. Uh, I, I know uh, people don't mind the show being long. That's why we we just kind of leave them as is. Um, our engineer, Josh, has uh, talked about us cutting them in half. But, but I just find nobody really cares. They seem nobody, to. Yeah, inc- nobody seems to care. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, go. Nine hour show. Let's have it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Let's I'm, do it. <laughs> and I get that if you're like prepping or painting, you know, um, 45 minutes to an hour goes by really fast. Whereas, yeah. you know, two and a half hours, if you're driving or on a plane or working on artwork is um, much more conducive to not interrupting your flow. So, you know, we're going to keep just doing these at no set time. They're done when they're done. And, you know, if it gets to be out of control, like Joe Rogan. You know, <laughs> like, he does mirrors in black podcast weekend, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, for those of you that don't know, Joe Rogan, uh, he's a comedian and he does this uh podcast that sometimes lasts three to four hours and it's total stream of consciousness. I mean, he has guests and stuff like that, but he just gets on the mic and goes. <laughs> um, so that's kind of where we're at right now. The we're the Joe Rogan of Model Horse podcast, except less jerky. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, actually, that may not be true. Actually, <laughs> yeah, oh. I think it depends on who you ask, <laughs> um, and which one of us they're talking about. Right. Exactly. <laughs> East Coast nice. That's right. East Coast nice. So, so anyway, let's, yeah. Let's start with the let's start with the shout outs and compliments to the show. Yeah, lots of people listening. Um, this time, last one, uh, including oh Nikki Bo. I hate calling her Nikki Bo, but. Nikki, well, Nikki don't Bio. call her that. I'll just call her that. You call her that. Uh, Fabian and Amanda Reed, Bobby Allen, uh, Karen Gearhart was listening from Jordan, so she gave us a new country. Thanks, Karen. Yeah. Anna Helt, Laura Skillern, uh, Maggie Schneider Barkovitz. Schneider Barkovitz. I was going to say Bennett. I'm like, that's not right. Uh, <laughs> and, Jen, and Jen Danza. <laughs> like, um, still don't have Hawaii, though. No, it's the no last Hawaii. State we don't have. We know no, there's hobbies in Hawaii. Who knows Somebody Ellie? Listen. Who knows Ellie Heritage Mitch? Please call her and just have her listen to one podcast. She just doesn't one have to, podcast. Just one time, so it pops up. She doesn't even actually have to listen. She just has to. Who download else is it. out there? Pam Pramuka. Pam Pramuka. Yeah. Pam. Someone call Pam. All right. So the show um, is about Stampede. No secret there. We were at um, uh, Scottsdale Stampede. A couple weeks ago, um, we stayed for some extracurricular activities. But while we were out there, we got to interview um, a number of people that have been in the hobby since first or second generation as uh, artists and producers. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be a fair amount of hobby history thrown in on this one. 
we will be talking to Summer Prosser and the DeBar boys, along with Kathleen Moody in a round table. That was a degree round table. God bless Kim Jimson for talking everybody into that. (laughs) We had Dave and Kim and we talked to Kathleen. She was like, no. And then Kim went, come on. And she went, okay. (laughs) So thanks to Kim. Thanks to Kathleen. Thanks to uh, Dave and his martinis (laughs) and Maggie for being his agent. And of course, Summer, who who has some great funny stories. So that's going to be the focus area. Uh, Stampede and the history interviews. Yeah. And um, I guess uh, next show, we're going to talk about the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> don't we're, know when. We're going to, we're going to talk about, uh, I don't know. I don't think we've decided yet. Yeah. We're going to talk about holidays, talk about getting horses for Christmas. Talk about, talk about the photo contest. Yeah. It'll be great. And uh, uh, on mentoring project update, we've uh, got some more volunteers on the website and uh, some people that are looking for a mentor. So if you have time for a pen pal relationship or a local relationship with somebody that needs help or you need help yourself, you know, have a look at the page and see, see, uh, see what we got. Yeah. On the website, mirrorsandblack.com. Okay. I guess with that, we're on to the news. News. First off, corrections. And this is all uh, a giant apology to um, HR Tennessee and Christina Lucas Francis. While we were talking about underglazers, we neglected to mention Christina. And partially it's because most of the people we were talking about are either not prolific or are not working anymore. Um, Christina is still a very active underglazer, probably our foremost underglazer at this point. And uh, so we apologize for skipping that skipping her name um also we wanted to mention while uh Joni's stuff is still out there Joni Berkwitz she is retired and does very little glazing work now and only does it for pleasure mm-hmm. um and we'll we'll get into that a little bit later with <laughs> something they they're offering uh crusader is a she apparently we should I did he. not realize that I've always thought that was a gelding that piece I show it as a gelding I had no idea yeah but yeah, he looks kind of masculine to me. I did not go and pull mine out to check the plumbing, but I will trust Christina uh, Richardson who gave us that. And finally, I wanted to I wanted to do a little mea culpa about um, Orson. I was talking about Orson last week, and I used him in an example that was somewhat probably a little unflattering. And uh, I kind of regret that because I love Orson, and I still think in a lot of cases he's really competitive. But I wanted to illustrate how um how bias can sometimes get in the way of someone's judging and using him i i went a little overboard about how non-competitive he is um he's still very competitive in china he's competitive in warm blood depending on what's on the table and what uh breed assignment you give him or you know stuff like that mm-hmm. so you know i didn't mean to dog uh orson my favorite guy so i love you orson and i apologize ah uh so um, we also did get the uh, Briarfest celebration model reveal, and I'm excited because it's a it's a Cleveland Bay man, yes. uh, black white Pinto. Um, it's the one of the police horses from the park horse yes. named Oliver. You've Oliver. seen you've definitely seen Oliver if you've been to Briarfest. He's piebald. He's very handsome, <laughs> and it's a good choice for him. And I'm super it's excited. Great choice. And Great I already choice. know people who are looking to kill for the the glossy version prize. <laughs> oh my lord! I can't even. With <laughs> the the glossy people are like, oh my god. Yeah, and the uh, Cleveland Bay people and the completionists. Let, let, let the wheedling and backdoor deal making begin. Yep. It's already underway. 
Get in now. Uh, the collector clubs, the collector club and the sub clubs that go under it are open on Briar uh, yeah. for 2019. So in order to be in Premier or the Stablemate Club or Vintage or the Kids Club or anything like that, you have to have an overall collector club uh, membership. Right. So that's open. And I believe all the clubs that fall under it are as o- open as well. I believe so. Vintage Club at least was open for renewing your number because that's the only one that's limited. There's only 500 spots. I don't know that it's been opened up to whoever dropped out for the year. Okay. Uh, Premier Club for sure is open. Stablemate Club probably is either. I, I renewed my vintage. I haven't done the other two yet because. Stablemate may not be open, it. but they, they showed silhouettes of the stuff. And we'll talk yeah. about that in the new releases. Yeah. They're definitely teasing it. Oh, anyway. for sure. Yeah. Um, the KC Galloping Gals, that's the company that uh, purchased the molds to the Yvonne dolls. And uh, whatever the, the the male version is called, I don't think he really has a name. Ken. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> They're shipping their pre-orders. They have stuff to buy. Dave. So, it's not Dave. <laughs> is, it, is it? That would be hilarious. No, I'm, I'm just screwing with you. It would be funny if his name was Dave. <laughs> Maureen love drawing. So uh, I have a lot of questions. Uh, are these on eBay? Where they're are these on eBay. From? They're on eBay. They're her family. They they have taken apart her sketchbooks, and oh, they're gosh, they're selling them sheet by sheet, and some have double sided. Um, so uh, if you go on eBay and Google Maureen Love, those sketches are there. Um, some are pen, some are pastel, some are monochrome, some are fully realized with color. Uh, paper colors change some are signed some are not so you can see that these were the early studies for those sculptures yeah one one looked just like love i've mm-hmm. seen a couple that look like um look like uh amir fairson um it's it's they're really great and they've just yeah. been going constantly for at least a month now i won last one one last night sweet um i won a few more because i've decided over my uh my living room couch i want to do like an arrangement of six of them oh sweet so if i can pull that off um but they're they're beautiful they're in good shape it's coming from the family so have a look yeah and and they're going at reasonable prices like there've been a few that've gone 200 300 dollars most are going for under 100 so that's nice for you know original artwork yeah, that's a huge bargain hang on your wall why, well, you know, for an admittedly one of the one of the most influential artists in the oh, hobby. Absolutely. Yeah. So so check it out. Um, and then finally, we have a co- we have a cost. A, a, we have a, not a costume. We have, well, a we have those too. We I'm sure we do. We have a contest going on. My cats do. And you've probably seen it on Facebook, but it's our holiday photo contest. You 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 take a picture yeah, of a, and, a uh, holiday scene, right? Yeah. Holiday scene. How are you? However you want to define that, but it has to have our logo in there somewhere. It has to have our logo, has to have a horse-shaped object in it yes. somehow. But but neither has to be prominent. Do whatever you want. You know, you can Photoshop the logo in. It's you can Photoshop it. It can be stuck to something. You can photo impose it as a watermark. I don't care as long as it's there. The idea is just to get creative and make a, a really cool scene. It can be, you know, it can be passover it's not passover hanukkah it could be uh kwanzaa christmas solstice non-denominational yeah you know just a scene in the snow you know you know just wintry holiday stuff so even new year's if you want to do a new year's go for it and the prizes we're going to have one two three 
and descending order of stuff that's in them. The first one's going to have everything that we give out, like just mm-hmm. like we did for um, the Facebook, Instagram con- commenting contest. Uh, it'll have uh, night tech and night vision. It'll have hat, tote, t-shirt, shirt, buttons, stickers. stickers. Good time. Then the next one's going to be like, um, I think a hat and a shirt. And it just started snowing. Oh, lucky you. A <laughs> uh, hat and a shirt. And uh, the last one, I think, is like a tote and some stickers and buttons. So the number of entries we assume will be over 10. So Jackie and I will uh, narrow those down. Like over 10, we'll narrow it down into a top 10 that we think are great. And then we'll put them up for listeners to vote on. And they'll decide who wins one, two, three. There so it'll be fun. So interactive. Um, Take so, pictures. Uh, you can start sending entries to mirrors and uh, info at mirrorsblack.com on December 1st. And it closes December 15th at midnight mountain time. So get clicking. Yeah. Yeah. Click, click away. Woohoo. All, All right. right. On to new releases. So, hey, we're back and we're here to talk about our new releases, of which there have only been 14 million since the last podcast. <laughs> Um, we are not going to talk about the Stampede, uh, Scottsdale Stampede horses. We're going to save those for the Scottsdale section. Um, um, but it is holiday time and it's time to rejoin the club. So there are all kinds of new things and teases and blah, blah, blah. And it's it's marvelous. And I'm completely overwhelmed. I'll start. I got I've got a bunch of these new briars in hand already. I have Emerson, who was the last premier horse. He's very cool. He I he lo- I mean. Briar has released a lot of thoroughbreds. This horse has a look to him like a thoroughbred. He also he's a he's a standing thoroughbred horse. He's a, a dark liver chestnut with high whites and Sabino y things going on. Um, that paint job was dev- designed by Canadian hobbyist Tammy Pamarchuk, whose name I probably just butchered. I'm sorry, Tammy. <laughs> sorry, Tammy. Um, but this is kind of like one of her signature sort of colors. And what is extra cool about this horse is. Instead of just leaving the white bare plastic like Briar has done for 14 million years, uh, apparently 14 million is my favorite number, but um, (laughs) (laughs) they painted the whites white. The whites are white, and then they painted the the top coat over it. So he's technically chalky. technically chalky. Um, He looks great. Kitty sculpted him, right? Yes. Kitty Cantrell? Yes. She who cannot be named sculpted him. Um, But he's That we just named. Yes. (laughs) Well, Briar can't name him. We can't. Right. So he's great. Um, so we're all we're left waiting for on the premier club is the stable mate, which yep. is a, a new, new sculptor. Um, we also got Celeste who was a collector's club mold run. It's the Andalusian trotting mare and like a Palomino. I got my first one. I had a giant rub on its shoulders though. They had me send her back. I have the second one here. I haven't had a chance to unbox her yet, but my first is one she was. Palomino? Yeah. Like is she dark. supposed to be Palomino? Oh, I, I thought she was so. chestnut. No, oh. she's like, she's definitely like cream. Okay. Um, she's got like a pearly mane and tail. Um, she's cool. very, very pretty. She's really gorgeous. Like I can't, thought about keeping the one with the giant rub on its shoulder just because it was pretty, but enough people were like, "No, send that back." So, and Briar agreed, so that's fine. Um, <clears throat> so she was cool. Um, they also just released released Wish and Wonder to the Collectors Club first. I presume if there's going to be leftovers, they'll be released to the rest of the horde. This but is Misty and Stormy, and Misty they're and so Stormy. cute. Misty's like a white dapple gray, and Stormy's a pinto. They are also chalky. They have white base coats. They're adorable. They are adorable. They come in a nice little drawstring bag. So if you wanted to give these 
for a Christmas present. It would be nice. Very pretty. So I want to talk about this one. Okay. Because I don't have one and I, I want do. one. Um, <laughs> ben Ask, mm-hmm. who is Duende in uh, Blue Copenhagen or Copenhagen. He's not really, though. No, it's he, not the yeah, same. Yeah, he's blue. not the. Yeah, he's much more electric blue. He's it's that it's that pretty sparkly metallic-y kind of blue that they did on the Calvin that you know that um, yeah. grab bag run the classic yep. horses. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous. It's really I like it better than Copenhagen. There we go. It's out. Well, he's super cool, and mm-hmm. if anyone wants to sell me one, give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> Very pretty. They should put this blue on everything. It's gorgeous. All of it. Yeah, every everything. single thing in the line. Cleveland Bay, do it. Yeah. Oh my God. Karen, Karen Gerhardt would lose it. She would die. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe don't um, do that one yet. <laughs> yeah. After the holidays. After the holidays. Uh, so um, there's also apparently uh, been, I've seen pictures. There I've seen is more than one. Yeah. A, a, a Cody, the flagship horse, has some glossy mixed so, up in the run. So this is the, so, the Roxy in a Pinto. Which is like a nice, it's liver, a nice pinto like pattern. chestnut or bay yeah, or something chestnut, like that. Chestnut pinto. And it's matte. Like, it's yeah. supposed to be matte, but people have been finding them all at the brick and mortar stores in, in Glossy. <laughs> so you can imagine the kind of mini panic that set off. Yeah, I should probably call my local guy. <sighs> yeah, right. yeah. So be on the lookout for that. I don't know what the, what the deal is, if it's a mistake, if it's a, a briar sneak, but those are definitely out there. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely seen more than one. And um, we have previews for the 2019 Briar Clubs. Oh, my God. Yeah, the Murado is in. Uh, the Murado is the stablemate uh, preview horse in uh, Glossy Chestnut. Very handsome. Gorgeous. Yes, very, very. And those, you know, I cannot stop talking about those boxes. I just love them. I have yet to unbox a single stable mate. I no, I have, I have not taken any of them out of their little baby They're boxes. They're too adorable. I can't take it. No. No, me neither. No. I never thought I'd be an in-the-box collector person, and yet, here we are. It's starting to creep in, though. Have you noticed? It has, uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, don't, I, don't, I don't want it to be totally horses no. in boxes, but these stable mates are too cute. No, and I don't think we'll ever get to the point that it's, like... Boxes are so much of the value on other toys that it's yeah. it, it's ridiculous. So, yeah. uh, and Vintage Club uh, has previewed uh, Pinto Pacer as the the first release. Uh, usually, they have the whole line out by now, right? And I haven't seen t- the last two years they did, but I think before that they just teased one or two. So yeah. we may get the full picture when they open it up to everybody because right yeah. now they were just wanting you know seeing who's going to re up. Yeah. I bet we see that before New Year's. Yeah. I'll we'll probably yeah. see it tomorrow, to be honest. Well, yeah. we're recording soon as, this today. As soon as this is in the bag, three more horses are going to come yeah. out. So, uh, And then finally, for the, the Premier Club, has a Welsh Mountain Mare in uh, by Josine Vingerling. And I, I almost literally cried when I saw uh, these. because I'm drooling right now. They're so cute. Um, their colors are going to be, are nice. I can't wait to have them in 50,000 different colors. I, I can't wait to have those in 50,000 OF colors and all the stuff the customizers, the customizers are going to do. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Salivating. <sighs> what, a okay. time, what a time to be alive. I know. What a time for my bank account to be limited. <laughs> yeah. I have to buy Christmas presents, y'all. Take I it. know. Same here. 
Um, Two new molds for Stablemate Club next year, too. C. So that's nice. There's a hunter type. It looks like it's walking. Um, and uh, or or a thoroughbred. It's a sport type of some sort. And then there's um, uh, a head up. uh, Looks like a fine bone. Could be a stock horse appendix in nature, or kind of like or kind of like Carrick. It may be a thoroughbred. I'm not really Mm. sure. Uh, It's very kind of non-denominational, if you will, (laughs) until we see it in color. Yeah, (laughs) or they tell us what it is. So, oh yeah. So. 2019 first collector cub preview is a Bobby Joe in uh gray pinto called out of the blue. Very pretty. Very pretty. Bobby Joe's very popular. Oh, so, yeah. and that, I think that paint job looks great. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm ready for that. Um, Carolyn Boydson's doing a bunch of stone best offers. Um, I don't follow the stone horses quite so much. Um, Carolyn has them on her page though. She and does. I follow her. So yeah. Why am I not um, seeing her stuff? I got to go and like actively interact with her page. I guess. Yeah. If you just go click on her page, it'll start showing up in your feed. Uh, but yeah, there's uh, at least 12 to 15. It looked like um, mm-hmm. in her signature, you know, beautiful kind of uh, glowing, paint, glowing dogs. dapple. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, quite a big variety. Um, I don't know if the best offers are underway yet already on stonehorses.com, but uh, go have a look. Usually they have them open. For a little while to, yeah. to make an offer. Uh, Amanda Brock has got uh, blanks of her Huesta resin. Has she said how she's going to release that just yet? I think she's just selling them. She's I just think, selling them. Yeah, I think mm. they're like a hundred or so bucks, and not. Sh- I'm not really sure. I could go look, but yeah, um, I'll check I, she's not lottering, uh, lotterying them or anything. Okay. She just said she she's had some. Them out, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, galloping air mare. Yeah. And uh, Steph Blaylock is working on one as we speak. Speaking of which, flea bitten gray, really nice color on this. Model. He- yeah, heavily flea bitten. That I would say the leopard appies and the heavily flea bitten grays are kind of Steph's signature. Uh huh. Um, and she has not said how she's selling it because she's finishing it up. But uh, I imagine it'll be her. It's either usually lottery or uh, first come first serve. She really should put that up for offers. I know she hates to do that. I know she does too. She so. should put that up for offers. <laughs> what are you gonna do? No, that's you know, I I had a hard enough time with the uh with the with the Albarozos. Like, come on, do a couple for offers. Yeah, <laughs> come on, man. Also, oh, Miss Mindy Berg horse. <laughs> I love this horse. Um, the model is Lada by. Lada by Yana Denlova, and it's like one of these horses in kind of like a, is he like starting to roll or getting down or something? Yeah, it looks like you're getting ready to lay down and roll after yeah. a ride. Well, Mindy Berg painted this horse a dapple gray with like sweat marks. Like it's got a sweaty saddle mark and the girth and it, it was, it was like, why hasn't somebody done that before? I know. I don't know. I know. And it looks great. And just like, you and can it's have so fun a- with that horse. <laughs> it's so authentic. It's It's fantastic. Because that's exactly what they do. Yeah. You know, you take them off, and if you don't hose them off, they'll just roll around on the ground and get, you know, ew, sweaty. Gross. So kudos to Mindy for innovating once that's again. Amazing. Always. Uh, what do we got next? Uh, oh, uh, Nikki, uh, Nikki B.O. has uh, Bay D'Artagnan. I think she sold, she either sold it as a commission or someone bought it and they couldn't complete the sale, so it went back up for... For mm. sailor for offers, I don't know, but it was just stunningly beautiful. 
as is everything oh. she does. And it's just, you know, just a straight bay and just gorgeous. So, you know, I, I, it's probably already sold again, but. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, Nikki's got a calendar out now, too. I just saw that right before we went to record. Uh, it's on this list. Is it? I thought I'd put it on here. The calendar? Oh, yeah, no, it's there down, it is. It's way yeah, down it's there. down there on BB. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. But we can talk about her Lusitano yes. uh, Andalusian medallions. We can. Uh, so Francisco is uh, her newest uh, medallion. It's kind of, um, I assume it's a stallion, and it's mm-hmm. facing, it's head on facing you, neck turned, but the face is turned towards you, and then the mane is blowing over. Mm. Uh, she offered some painted copies, which, you know, I would have sold my mother for that buckskin one, but, you know. <laughs> I couldn't get to her you in time. You Your mother was unavailable. Yeah, my, my mother took it, my mother took exception to being sold. She's like, but just she's selling a full body horse, not a medallion. I think she sold all the painted pieces, but mm-hmm. she still has blanks. Uh, there may be one painted piece left. I know the buckskin's long gone. Yeah. Um, but take a look at those on her page. Um, they're they're really gorgeous, and uh, kudos to Nikki. Um, uh, I, I we talked about the custom thing, but I also love the fact that uh, the killer bees and all this generation of um, painters and artists are are making medallions a real focus area yeah. and not kind of, you know, hey, here's a medallion, mm-hmm. you know, it's a prize for my artist classes or something like it's becoming an integral part of the hobby, which I think is could yeah. be I'm having classes for them. Other people are, too. So I think it's fantastic. Yeah. So we want to talk about um, uh, Fidget, who is uh, Maggie Bennett, um, little, uh, I think he's spinning or he's cutting or he's mm-hmm. doing something. He's micro mini. He was done in a multiple colors. He's kind of like the Albies. There was like a burst of a parade of them that came out right when they were released. So there was a Dapple Gray and a Palomino by uh, Nikki Button O'Neill. Uh, a Grulia by Mindy, and uh, it had cute little cows. And I saw a couple others, but when I went back to look for them, I, I couldn't locate them. But mm. they're 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 adorable. These little fidgets are so. Maggie's getting really good about about the real. Uh, uh, how do I want to say it? Because her micro minis have always been adorable, but they're getting so much more refined now, and. And their proportions, uh, I think, are better. Proportion, that's you know? what I wanted to say. Their proportions are just outrageous at this point. And they're they're really coming into their own. Right. As a, as I, a, I, beyond, yeah. beyond being like a novelty. Right, exactly. I used to say, you know, when people would give Micro Minis awards and the sculpture was not great, I, I would say just because it's extreme doesn't mean it's good right. or it's it's elite. Uh, but we're getting to the point now that they are becoming elite. They yeah. are able to compete. So, you know, I think that's great. I agree. Um, and speaking again of Nikki, Nikki B.O., she's putting. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Never mind. Um, she is putting her um, Briar Custom Contest, Alvarozo Guillermo. He's for sale. Oh, he was for he sale. Was he's for done. Sale. He's done. Never mind. But he's he gorgeous. He's yeah. gorgeous. Um, and he's also in her calendar that we'll talk about yes. in a second. Yeah, it's cover boy. Um, mini Alboroso mini report. The parade continues. So there's a dapple gray by Miniberg. A chestnut. Dark dapple gray, dark star dark. dapple. Yeah. Uh, oh, the chestnut so by Jen Kroll. I saw him. He was pretty. He, he's still available. He just got yeah. put up for sale. So as of airing right now, or, or as not of airing, recording. but recording, he's available on her webpage yeah. um, or on her Facebook. I'm sorry. Uh, Steph Blaylock made one into a leopard Appaloosa unicorn. He was cool. 
<laughs> Only Steffi. I liked him. You're like, whatever, I'm going to put a horn on him or leave the leave horn, the horn on. on. Uh, so. Darlene Sodder has a Roan, which I, I don't know that Darlene is quite ready to sell things yet, but um, she does a lot of her stuff for her for her own show string. Um, well, she's sell- no, she's selling him. I think he's she? already sold. He's the one with the pinned ears. Yep. I, I could have sworn he was for sale. If not, she was know. recently asking, how do I price these things? Because people are yeah. apparently are asking her and she's kind of not. She's kind of like the point where she's like, I don't know if I'm really ready for that, but. Yeah, when Jackie says she is she if she's not ready to sell, it's not about her art; it's about her willingness. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I thought that was for sale. Forgive me if it wasn't, Darlene. If people start knocking on your door, well, apparently they already are, so it's okay. <laughs> uh, another leopard appy from Christina Riley. Um, that one was cute as well. Um, yeah, it's super cute, and she's been working on that a long time. Oh, yeah. There are a lot of layers to him. And finally, uh, uh, Dari has, uh, she has a monthly outlet on Prestige Farms, and there is uh, an Albie up there that um, she's, it looks like she's redone the mane and tail mm-hmm. and repositioned him a little bit. He's in her signature chestnut. So take a look. Go take a look. Things keep coming from Steph Blaylock. <laughs> and I loved this unicorn. <laughs> Choo-choo. <laughs> Steph, Steph also did a magnolia as a unicorn with like a rainbowy mane and tail. So it was like almost like Rainbow Bright's horse, but it had a horn on it. I believe he was a prize horse. He was, at, I think he was a, or he was a benefit for Circle C, one of the yeah, other. Yeah, for Circle C. He um, was really cool. He was really cool. Um, <sighs> there was also a magnolia, a magnolia recently sold uh, on Mini Monday or whatever it is by Mel Miller, Cashmere. Was a really pretty Bay Sabino uh, Magnolia. Mm-hmm. I didn't see what it went for, but it was a really. Uh, it's the last piece I think she sold. She was going to sell before she uh, shuts down for the holidays. So, so um, hope yeah. you got it. <laughs> <laughs> hope somebody got it. Uh, she's she is uh, she's working. Everything she's working on right now is going to go to Super Cali Fragilistic. Apparently, yeah. So um, we also have this is the this is the horse and around piece, right? The Gustav. Yes, Dapple Gray, uh, Gustav, and Fine Bone China. And that was for the Border Collie Trust. Yes, in the UK. Of Great Britain. Yep. yep. Um, they do a horse for raffle to benefit that um, particular rescue every Yeah, I believe year. they do. Do Mac and Vanessa do yeah. this yearly. Um, uh, and it's just a stunning, stunning piece. Um, so uh, if you go to Horsing Around or Model Horse Sales Pages and Google Gustav, he'll come up. And uh, that will have instructions about how to enter uh, the raffle. Yeah. And it's a raffle. So you don't necessarily have yep. to have big bucks. Yep. Going to get lucky. Good, good, good. All right. Now on to Tommy Boy. Mm-hmm. Bainbridge, uh, Thomas Bainbridge. Fine, fine China. China. Is it Fine China? I think uh, so, yeah. He has, uh, has another coup. He got Heritage by Amelia Corella. And he has debuted um, a Bisque version and a Dapple Bay. Heritage is one of my super, super favorites, so drooly drool. Um, <laughs> I, I would love to get my mitts on any of them. I think he sold a Dapple, Dapple Bay already. I, yeah. Um, and yeah. I know he, did he preview those at Briarfest? Possibly. Was it, I know he had, um, I know he had a. I feel like we knew about Heritage Leonardo. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It's gorgeous and have a look at uh, Tom's Facebook page to check him out. Yeah. Um, Hagen Renneker Collectors Clubs. uh, Another new special run. Another new super limited special run. (laughs) Um, It's called Trailblazer. And it's uh, the love model in like a medicine hat Pinto. 
There are Black. at least four, possibly five. They are all glazed by Joni Berkowitz. And who is retired. Who is retired. So one is going to stay in the Hagen Renneker, Tennessee archives, and the other three or four will be sold um, by right. lottery. Yeah, and she's they're taking entries yeah. for the lottery. So if you're not in the club, too bad. Yeah, I say if you're not in the club already, it's it's too bad. You had to be in the club by the day the time they made the announcement. You know, and and I you know I encourage you to enter because they've already had like this was an announcement for Hagen Ringer Tennessee this summer, and they've already put out three horses. Yeah, so technically four if you count the finishes. So it's you know it's fantastic, and they're so productive, and you know. They're bringing back the old, the old mold, old ways of doing the the Hagen right. So you don't have the eyebrows and yeah. all the goofy stuff. Yeah, and 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 the detail. You've got the detail, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and this medicine hat is just beautiful. I love the love sculpture. It's so cute, and I believe Joni designed it as well. Yes. So, so, so. Uh, kudos to Christina and Joni for that. The Trailblazer um, namesake was a shout out to Joan mm-hmm. for pioneering um, custom glaze in the hobby. Yes. And China and you no know, hobby China in general. Slipcast China is for the well, hobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Not, I, I misspoke. Yeah. She, you know, she was doing OFs, uh, casting her own stuff, MPM. molding her own right. stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So good times. One more mink we managed to miss from the last time. <laughs> I already want this thing. <laughs> oh my god! As this is, is like this is my dream horse. This is like this is, what I've been begging it's called for. Abigail. She's calling it a. It's an Arabian show hack. It's, no, no, it's not an Arabian show hack. It is a hunter. It's based I, on a thoroughbred. Is it? Yes. I'm, all right, then I'm reading the wrong stuff. But anyway, it's a, it's a mare in a trotting pose, and she's basically sculpting it almost live on Twitter and Instagram and on her right. Facebook page. Yep. So you can watch her go bit by bit by bit. She was starting to block in the braids the other day. I'm ready for this horse. This is going to be a great performance horse. Yeah. I, You know, she's got the frame right. She's got the bone right. She's got, you know... There's just a lot I, of it that's I, yeah. great. It, so far, I am just so truly impressed. <laughs> just I just I just get on her Facebook page and make noise. Yeah, basically. Like, oh, oh. Like, I want that. So, so yeah. So that's going to be great. Yeah. And Helt's going to have a Cyber Monday sale, which is probably going to be coming gone by the time this gets published. But she, yeah, she's doing a Cyber Monday. I may be able to talk Josh into editing this tomorrow. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but if not, but she may have some leftovers. So I, I doubt that. You, <laughs> you never know. I doubt so. it. <laughs> she released her catalog of all the stuff she's got for sale. Yeah, it's, it's really nice. It's stuff. mostly headgear stuff. She's got a couple pieces for Minnie Hazel. She's got a couple of different halters. Um, it's nice stuff. I I don't think it's going to last an hour. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, kind of like Buxton stuff goes right. like it that. Just goes quick. Um, speaking of Minnie Hazel, yes. I couldn't get that into the show flow, but you're talking about Mor- micro mini Hazel. I Morgan Kilborn is signaling that she may have a path for a micro mini Hazel. Uh, following on the heels of a pewter release of a uh, grazing or head down um, horse by Maggie Bennett. Mm-hmm. So that just came out. So it didn't make the show flow either. But the detail and the beauty of that little head down horse, it's got a little casually like kids braided it mane and tail it's beautiful uh morgan posted at the same time so i can't help but thinking you know maybe pewter is the path for her as well so let's cross our fingers oh you know 
That is on computer. Like I'm gonna have to buy fifty of them and start playing tabletop Dungeons and Dragons again. Just I'll have to. It'll be commanded by law. I'm gonna use it as my token in Monopoly. Brilliant. (laughs) Love it. I I used to be the top hat. Now I'm Hazel. Now I'm Hazel. okay oh, dear. Um, also there's okay so this is really loosely horsely horsey related um but because she's a model horse artist i think we can get away yeah. with it uh kristen Sermelli has an etsy shop and lately she's been doing paintings and uh needle felting needle felting of pokemons yes i have the, the needle felted vaporeon coming to my house i'm very excited uh, so cute. i can't wait um she also she also has some horse uh not needle felted but paintings but her needle felting pokemons are adorable and she took pictures and, of them like outside in their native habitat oh they're so it's so it's funny handlet. so uh so i'm gonna i swear i'm gonna have all these links um <laughs> on the page this time i had to post last time from scottsdale so i couldn't do all the links i will i will get better about that i promise <laughs> we mean okay uh, we, already, we already mentioned Nikki Button's got a calendar um, yep. with droolicious work by her. So if you need a calendar and heck who doesn't get one with model horses. Yeah, I bought it your, last year. Down to your office. Yeah, I bought it last year and I'm really pleased with the quality of the poster mm-hmm. uh, or the, the calendar. And I'm going to buy one this year. Although I am protesting the fact that my smiley is not in there. Your smiley, your horse, my smile. <gasps> yeah, it's it's on the ba- it's her banner horse on the web page, oh, which okay. I'm sure is why he's not in the calendar. Right. But still, wait. <laughs> um, Amanda Brock also has an Etsy store. She sold some stickers. She may not have any more yet left, but I did get one of the holographic model horse shows. Are stupid. No one should do them. That's just going on my tack trunk. <laughs> and Erin uh, uh, would like everyone to know that uh, she's owed royalties for that. Erin <laughs> Corbett. <laughs> That is her trademarks thing, which that we have is, now made a is, meme in the hobby. Which, which she has also informed all of us that it's it's out already. So it's out. <laughs> it's never, it's it will out. never be out. No. <laughs> Finally. We're just kidding. We're just kidding. Aaron said no such thing, but we like causing drama. That's right. Especially with Aaron. Because <laughs> <laughs> we know she appreciates it. Oh, and then, Not. <laughs> and finally, we're having a sale. Hooray. Yeah, we're having a whale of a sale. A whale of sale. Please help get this stuff out of my horse room sale. We have to make room for the colored shirts, so you need to buy the stuff. The shirts especially that we have now. Everything's 20% off Mm -hmm. at the Mirrors and Black uh, shop uh, for the black t-shirts, the tote bags, and the hats. Just type in the coupon code MIBTurkey and away you go. (laughs) So yeah, Because we are turkeys. Clear them out so we can get the colored ones in. Yes. Mm. Yeah. All right. All right. right. And we'll be on to the theme topic discussion in just a minute. Excellent. I'm going to go get some more tea. Mel Miller Equine Art invites you to check out her rebranded web studio website, melmillerequineart.com, with all her latest works and online store. She is offering her Arabian and Iberian medallions in a rainbow of colors at 10% off until December 31st. Just use the coupon code MIB. Mel Miller Equine Art, capturing natural and candid moments of the horse. All right. So, Scottsdale Stampede. Yay. So, originally we weren't. Yeah, it was a great time and it far exceeded my expectations. Oh, yeah, me too. Um, we weren't originally uh, drawn to go. Jackie got um, t- 
drawn, I guess, after somebody couldn't go. Yeah, I got drawn off the wait list. So, yeah. whatever. Um, See, I was not there the first day, so Jackie could take you through uh, the fabulous the Friday. Fest, uh, Friday festivities. I was still at a company retreat. Yep. So um, I actually flew in very late on Thursday, which was uneventful. Got there at like 11 o'clock, went to bed. <laughs> um, Friday, I was staying at the secondary host hotel, which was the Scott Resort. Um, and I'm because the first host hotel got sold out very quickly. Um, within, within minutes, minutes apparently. Didn't realize it. Um, anyway, uh, we were staying at the Better Hotel because it was fabulous. And it was beautiful. Amen. And there were fire pits everywhere. It was kind of Cuban themed. And you could just, you know, it was great. Um, very private. Very private. It was a good choice. <laughs> like, like uh, you know, make all the jokes about uh, Jackie and you, <laughs> I, you want. It was very romantic. It was. It was. But uh, it was lovely. There was a pool. It was too cold to swim. But they had fire pits and fountains and fake ruins. And just, it was amazing. I enjoyed it. Yeah, the fake ruins had little cannons coming oh, out. Yeah. It was it super was bizarre. You know, the food was good. The bartenders were good. Bartenders were fabulous. All, all around fantastic. We met some great people at the bar. They were a lot yeah. of fun. Everyone at this place was either from Denver or New York City. <laughs> I, I don't know what that was about, but we met no one from anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, like we ended up talking for a long time with a couple that was from uh, from Denver. Yeah. Uh, I guess, was that Saturday night? Yeah, it was Saturday and Sunday, I think. Yeah. And then there was uh, there was a, a couple of New York, New Jersey people running around that we spoke with. Yeah, so apparently. But, you know, that's where you go, apparently. But uh, it was nice. Um, so Friday, we... Um, Friday was kind of the start of the the whole event. You checked in, you got your phantom face model, which was the Nakoda with in a buckskin with a big bald face. Um, he was one of the reigning horses from the one of the places we went to on Saturday. My Nakoda is for sale. I might as well use my platform for evil, but I don't want this Nakoda. <laughs> I, I would like to get the. But you sold it. No, I've just been talking about it. Uh, I have done nothing to actually sell it except talk about it. I to people mine. to people who don't care <laughs> like i'm not even talking to people who care about it um so i want to at least get the uh ticket price out of them i'll figure that out another time so you you went and you got your horse they had like a little cocktail reception i'm trying to think what else we did we probably had didn't you go to a museum or something we did that's what happened we went to the museum of the west which was cute it was little uh, it was it was little and a lot of stuff was presented in a way that uh, i didn't necessarily get why things were important or why they chose to s display the things that they did um like they had a, a big old edward bohm silver parade saddle set which was really cool they had a whole collection of bits and spurs but you know they kind of like here's our bits and spurs you know, it wasn't like oh, so they didn't they they didn't document like a story not, or yeah, not not really. They had uh -huh. a lot of paintings of you know various time periods and various native peoples and whatever. But I, I felt like it was kind of like I felt like I wasn't in the know and I didn't really understand why some of these things were relevant and important. And so I kind of just wandered through there. They had a cocktail reception with you know, finger foods and stuff. They gave away, they had a couple of door prizes they gave away. Kim Gibson won a set of Scotty models, which he did not know what to do with. That was <laughs> fun. <laughs> um, and then I was hanging out with uh, Kim Bjorgo and uh, Maggie Schneider. So we decided to leave early and uh, take the bus back early and kind of go home because we were tired. Uh. Oh, that's what we did. We went and had, I went and had brunch with Maggie and Kim beforehand. Yep. And we went shopping. But yeah. 
Woo-hoo. That was just super fun. And then Saturday um, or Friday night, Heather showed up super late. Super, super late. late. And Saturday we got up and we boarded the buses and we went to the farm trips. And the first place we went was the reigning horse place, um, which the horses were. I, I keep hearing that reigning horses are small, especially compared to like people that event and do hunter jumpers and stuff. And I was not actually prepared for how short these horses are. Like they're adorable. Yeah, they are like, adorable. I- they are, but they're pocket size. They are. Like, you could pick two up and just walk around with them. That barn and those horses were so clean. Oh, my God. It was so it was beautiful. beautiful. The horses were very friendly. They wanted to be petted. There was one in particular. There was one who was, uh, like, a solid white, um, and his name was Powder. And all Powder wanted to do was to be touched by other people. <laughs> and we were told that Powder is genetically chestnut. He just has an undesirable large white spot. He just... He has no color anywhere. That's so yeah. funny. Um, he's also deaf, but he was like, he's like the kid horse and he was wonderful. I'm sure we have pictures of him all over. We'll have pictures of him all over the place. Right. Right. Um, we're we're going to do a little video and picture compilation for the YouTube page as yeah. well for Stampede. So, so they did come out and kind of give us a demo, but I got the impression they weren't really sure. They weren't really sure what to do with us. So they kind of got Phantom Face, which was the reigning horse out into their arena and then we're kind of like, do you guys have any questions? <laughs> we're like, can you do cool stuff yeah, they with were, your horse? We don't know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> they rode some patterns. They, there was a young lady that's like a futurity reigning rider that was riding bareback. That was, and then she, then she rode bridleless. Yeah, and that, that was, was super cool. impressive. That was the, the guy's daughter, his 12-year-old daughter. Yeah. 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 Um, so, so we hung out there for a little while, and then they got us back on the bus. And Yeah, they got us They got us uh, Einstein Brothers, so anybody that gets us Einstein oh, Brothers yeah. bagels is okay. That's right. Brother. I forgot that they've served us bagels and stuff, too. Yeah. And they, their facility was lovely. Mm-hmm. It was very rustic, but very clean. Very, very beautiful. Well put together. Out in the desert. Yeah. Yep. Um, it, was, it, was, it was gorgeous. Um, yeah, with the mountains in the backdrop. Oh, cactus so everywhere. Yeah. Is it cactus or cacti? Well, it, it can be either. Okay. Then we went to Radon. We all piled on uh, the buses and headed to Radon Arabians. And this place oh my was like dear. A, a, a palace. Yes. Several outbuildings. Um, Appeared to three... be in the middle of a housing development, too. Yeah. And I think it was an equestrian. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe. I don't know. There were three houses connected to the property yes. that ran behind it that had... Um, it, two or three barns, um, a breeding shed, several rings, right? Um, and and just really uh, uh, Spanish revival all the oh way. Oh my gosh, um, it was so gorgeous! It, it, and they um, they set out tables and chairs, and um, they gave us all free a bunch of um, nice glossy slick magazines that featured um, some of their horses. The owners um, are from Canada. Um, yeah, so they only spend part of their season in Scottsdale. Yeah, and their farm is in the Canada. The breeding right? operation and, and, is actually yeah. in Canada. So the horses are all bred in Canada, and then they bring their babies down here because the barn was like they had their one stallion and then like a bunch of babies that were being trained to go in the show ring, or some of them were last year's show horses. But they also they had this little show, like little literally like a little show paddock area, which they gathered everybody right. around. They had a professional announcer. Um, they brought out. They had their handler there. Yeah, they had their professional their show, handler. The guy that shows their horses. Um, so the, and the horses were all groomed Bruno. like they were going to a show. Oh yeah, Bruno. <laughs> but um, they brought them out one by one, announced what their achievements were, got them all kind of yep. 
whipped up like they were showing and then immediately would calm them down and bring them out and everybody got to pet them and yeah it was was really a class operation uh uh, they were their last name was papa well do you remember the name of the raiding barn not offhand i'd have to look that up Uh, we apologize for not having that i know it started with an s but it was uh, for me hard to pronounce it was a weird it was a weird name um but thanks to everybody for having us. Those it was a great experience. Yeah. It was nice to um, see all those that that quality of horse. The weather was amazing. It could have not been, and the weather was great. Yeah, it was perfect weather. Not too hot. Not too cold. Right. Sunny. And uh, thanks, uh, thanks to 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 Heather and Cat uh, for setting all that yeah. up. Good, good job at Briar. Good job. Okay, so Saturday night these events. There's always like a sit down fancy dinner. Sometimes they're dancing, sometimes there's not. Um, we kind of refer to this as the Briar Prom. Um, the last couple of ones we've been to have had costume events associated with them. Like uh, Chasing the Chesapeake had a basically a Halloween costume contest. Um, this one was steampunk. We did not participate in that because it was just asking too much to bring all that stuff across the country. Yeah. So we just dressed it up really cute. But there were... A- I wore my... I wore my Pusheen dress. I wore a dinosaur dress and had dinosaur and necklace. Everyone loved Everybody it. Everybody loved it. Everyone loved it. It was Jackie got lots of compliments. Yeah. So if it wasn't like if they had a costume a, a contest for non steampunk, probably would have won. But anyway, <laughs> there were a lot of good steampunk costumes. Like a, there were. a lot of people are really we into s- it. We sat with um a young lady that um we've met at. And I won't say her name because she's a minor, yeah. but we I've met her a number of years at Briar West and she came for it mm-hmm. and her costume was amazing. Yeah. She had the hat and the goggles and a cowboy hat and she's wearing a, a what do you call it? Not a bustier, a uh, corset. I'm like, corset. A corset. corset. <laughs> a corset. Duh. Um, you know. Big skirt, but I mean, it was just on time. Yeah. It was it was fantastic, and there were tons of people there like that. Like they really answered the like, call. I'm glad I did not try project. to just like half throw something together. Yeah, exactly, right? Because we just looked stupid. So right, but even Kathleen Moody's stuff looked oh, great. Yeah. Like she looked fantastic. Yes, when you see the pictures that we took of Kathleen Moody at the right. round table, she's very quick to point out she does not normally dress like that. <laughs> 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 sure Kathleen. yeah whatever um whatever. Stay, there was a at these things also there is always a centerpiece model which is raffled off at the tables through a variety of means um this time it was the large springtime full the one six scale full aka fullzilla fullzilla uh it, the model's name is peplum and she was like turquoise with copper um splotches on her it was really kind of not it was it was a neat decorator I thought it kind of looked it, in a way to me, it looked like weathered copper yeah. and brass. Yeah. Like the copper, you know? degree. but uh, yeah, but apparently, was, apparently was, turquoise will sometimes intermingle with copper like that was what. Yeah. Else so it may be vain of. turquoise. I'm not really yeah. sure. Which would make sense in Scottsdale. This is a lot of turquoise. Um, speaking of peplum mm-hmm. at, uh, during the costume contest or during some distraction, Someone tried to lift a couple at the, yes. at the dinner and run away with them. And uh, they were f- kudos to, I didn't hear who stopped them, but some hobbyists were like, hey, what are you doing? And stopped <laughs> them. And then these people did apparently did not turn up Sunday morning for the model sales. Imagine, Imagine that. that. But like bald face tried to yeah. steal a model. At least one. I've heard two yeah. off the table. But, but yeah, I, I really, at any rate, I hope that these people are known to Briar and I hope they are never allowed to come to another one of these events again. Because uh, that awful. is garbage. Just awful. 
what else? Uh, what else? There was a silent that, auction. So they, yes, silent, silent auction. auction. Let's talk about. They always have a design your own briar at the silent auctions because it's easy. I think uh, that went for like thirty five hundred. Yeah, that's relative that's a lot lower. Relative bargain. Yeah. Um, there was a True North and Chestnut Appaloosa. Yes, it was the test model for um, one of the Briarfest special runs this year. The uh, Dead Heat. Yep. Yeah. What else? Um, there was a uh, volunteer model. Yep. There was a volunteer model from Briarfest this year. The wind song. Uh, the uh, Grulia. Uh, the Winter Song. Winter Song. I want to say Wind Song, and I was like, "That's bad perfume." Yeah, not that, that that's, that's the '80s, man. Leave that behind. <laughs> wind Song. <laughs> I can hear the song in my head. It's terrible. (laughs) So much classical conditioning. Um, Uh, And I, there was another horse and I can't remember what it was or was a bull. Maybe it was a bull. Was Yeah, there was a bull. I feel like we're missing something, but I do too. I'm sure whoever's screaming at us right now, we cannot hear you. But if you tell, if you send us an email, we'll, we'll make a correction. We'll put it in corrections. Because we kind of just went and looked at the, the auction stuff. And I was like, this is all too rich for my blood. Cause we had also just purchased Evangeline. Um, so we had no money. I, and I tell you what, that true north was lovely. It was lovely. Like lovely. Really beautiful. So, so uh congrats to to whoever won yeah. that true north. I think that was Jack uh, Hasser. Jack or had yeah. Yeah, there was some sort of weirdness with whoever won could it pay. Yeah, so they thought they could pay with So I think Hasser even got something. Yeah. yeah. I think Hasser even maybe got a bargain. She probably did. So because of that. Which, so hey, you know good for her. Kudos. Go. All right. Um, then after all of these festivities and we were we had a few glasses of wine and did the photo booth. That um, was the best thing ever, that photo booth. Oh my gosh, so I almost forgot about that. I have those pictures I have on mine my too. fridge. Yeah. Uh, but we all got together for a couple of sessions and played with their props and did the the old timey photo oh, booth. So hilarious. that was super fun. Uh we headed out of the out of the party before we all got too sloppy to do the round table with Kim Gibson uh, and Dave Barkovitz G- and Kathleen who were, who were known as self-identified as the bad boys of DeBar. <laughs> uh, you know, and that's not without precedence. If you think about when DeBar was active and the hobby that is now aging in, you know, the second waivers were t- in their twenties and thirties at the time. Mm-hmm. And they were, some of the very few men around straight men like at hobby events <laughs> well men in general yeah. and then straight men even a smaller version of that so you can imagine oh i can remember <laughs> assuming that they were a couple for a very long time oh yeah. i did and i just knew i heard about the women that threw themselves yeah. at them so uh we had a really good like hour long conversation with them yeah and kathleen yeah. moody yeah and kathleen moody Obviously, the one of the legendary and flagship oh, yeah. sculptors for Briar um, was so gracious to finally give in to Kim yes. and talk to us. <laughs> she was great. She, she was, was great. great. And it was a really great interview. It's a little long, but uh, I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Yeah, we were hoping to get 20 minutes out of him and we got like an hour. So it was it was wonderful. Have a listen. Yeah. Enjoy. Hey there. So this is Jackie and I'm here in Scottsdale, Arizona um, for the Mares in Black podcast. And I have the pleasure of sitting here with Kim Gibson, Dave Barkovitz and Kathleen Moody. And we are going to talk about 
the, I know, so exciting. Um, <laughs> we are going to talk about the early parts of the Reven, Resin Revolution and Kathleen's involvement in Briar, and it's going to be awesome. So I'm just going to kind of go around first and have you guys introduce yourself. Kim, say hi. Hi, I'm Kim Gibson. I'm one of the former Daybar bad boys and eventually Briar guy, and now I'm nobody. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dave. Hi, I'm Dave Barkov- Barkovitz, right? Barkovitz. Barkovitz. Barkovitz, yes. And that's how the company became named, uh, what is the company? Daybar. 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 <laughs> and we're all just glad my first name wasn't Gary. <laughs> and Kathleen. I'm Kathleen Moody. I should leave it there. <laughs> If it wasn't for her, we would not be involved in this. I and I, I have forgiven her already years ago. So let's let's talk about that because what I remember from the late nineties, early two thousands was going to shows and Daybar would be there with their little resin offerings. That's weird because we um we, we pretty much shut down in nineteen ninety eight, right? Yes, ninety nine, honestly. It was ninety nine. That was probably Greg that, that Yeah, you're thinking of Greg, our unofficial representative. <laughs> I'm sorry, unauthorized representative. That's possible. I, I do remember seeing you, Kim, at New England Spring Expo at least one time. That's true. But that might have been 98-ish, 99. Was I representing Daybar or Briar at that time? I don't you know. were representing Daybar because okay. you had a um, bunch of Dari Joan Frank resins and some of the little, the, the small scale I might have been Kathleen. renegade at that point. I'm not sure. Resins. Let's back up. How did, okay. Daybar, how did Daybar start? Oh. Okay. Oh, yeah, so oh, let's back him. up. Actually, started making horses for Paula Grober. Paula Grober. Paula Grober for Heartland Collectibles. And you're doing them in your kitchen. And that was her fault. That was Kathleen's fault. Those are my horses you were Those making. Are your horses. What were you making in your kitchen? I was making. I don't remember. It was the American Mini was the first one. And you were doing that. In your, you did those I horses. Did, well, no, first I did it in Dave's. Well, garage. I was going to say I built a garage shop, and then you said, "Hey, I'm tired of doing this in my kitchen. Can I come over and do these in your shop?" That's right. And, and that's, and then eventually, when you had your own resin company, I, yeah. I foisted it off on you because I had an actual so paying job. Kathleen, right. yeah, so, so that was like three years or two years later. Right. I built okay. So, so Kathleen's involvement predates Daybar. Oh, yes. Because you were involved originally in Heartland? Uh, it goes back even further than that. Oh, okay. really? Kathleen and I knew each other from the early okay. 80s. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Hang on. Okay. So... You and Kathleen knew each other from, from the, the early, early 80s. 80s. I'm not right. sure why. Something we to do with carousels, yes, right? Sam Taylor, you remember? Yes. Sam Taylor was somebody who hired me to do design work and build stuff for his malls at Christmas, and Kim was on that same team. Yeah, he eventually tried to seduce my wife. I hit man, so I'm glad he's dead. But he's dead? I did not know that. I hope he's dead. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Really? Oh my goodness. Okay. So you guys knew each other before the model horse aspect came yes. in. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And you tell that story. Okay. So, well, like I say, I just told it. That did was you? it because we used to work I on all anything. this stuff. But how did you, how did you get involved in the horses? That's right. I've always been involved with the horses. I collected okay. Briar horses when I was seven years old. Okay. So I mean, I've always been involved with model horses. And I got back into model horses sometime 
oh, like probably nine or 82 or somewhere in there, you know, kind of missed them. Right. So mm-hmm. I got back into them, went to a couple of local shows and everybody was showing like these reworked horses. And I thought, this is fun. I can do this. And then I kind of got beyond that to where so I this said, was customized horses. Yeah, yeah, customized yeah. horses. Yeah. So I thought, why am I doing these customized horses? I mean, these briars are so awful to begin with. Why am I trying <laughs> to fix them? Why don't I just start off with something fresh? And so I started creating my own from scratch. Mm-hmm. You know, and the first show that I took those to, people went crazy. And I thought, we might have something here. We just need to make duplicates of these. Okay. So we went running around. It's like, Kim, do you know anybody who does this stuff? And Kim says, oh, I can do it. I'll do it in my kitchen. And then you connected with him. And yeah, we was- went to his shop. Right. Well, the way this the way this worked was my kid, no, it was my garage. I had a shop, a two car garage. We turned into a shop. Oh, it started out that way. We, Dave and I first uh, connected at um, some place called Magic Models, which was in the um, basement of some cross dressing guy. I don't remember, but but anyway, um, we uh, we we knew about the industrial prototype model making. Um, how do you call it, rapid prototyping methods of uh, manufacturing. And so when Kathleen approached me about the limitations of injection molding at that time, what Heartland was doing, you know, and, and of course they were making uh, steel molds without any cams or anything, so they were very limited in what they could do in poses. Uh, Kathleen wanted to know if there was a way that we could replicate an, a sculpture literally and faithfully. And well, through the rapid prototyping methods that we were using, silicone mold and uh, polyurethane resin, yes, we could do that, but in very low yield. So she connected me with Paula Grober of Heartland Collectibles, and I guess they wanted to, or she wanted to give it a go. And we did a test run, as I believe, didn't we? That was the American Mini, I think. Yeah, we go way back before oh. then. No, 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 I know. You and I went, go back to no, like the early I mean, 80s. That was not the first horse. It wasn't? No. No, it was Splendid. Oh, the Arabian Simply Splendid. Simply Splendid was the first reproduction. Was. I remember Simply Splendid. Yeah, that Arabian, remember? No, yeah. Well, I what don't. happened was, is that somewhere in like probably 82-ish, somewhere in there, because we had moved over from California in mm-hmm. 1980. Somewhere around 82 or so, we went back to California to visit. I went to, um, what was her name? Karen Grimm's farm. Okay. Black okay. Horse Ranch. Black Horse Ranch. Yes. Got a tour of the entire thing. Absolutely incredible. Okay. But she had a horse there that was resin. Right. It was an Arabian resin, and it was done by Karen Woods over in England. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was so That's impressed with this. Yeah. I yeah. was so impressed with this horse. I said, how do we do this? You know, this is not injection molded. How do we do this? And so that's when I went to him and said, hey, can we do this? You know, can we do this? Because I've got a horse I would love to have done if I knew how to to reproduce it. You know, and so I credit Karen Woods with being the first one that I knew of anyway that was reproducing horses and resin. And then we kind of took off on that idea over here. I didn't know that either. I didn't know that. That's, that's, That's very illuminating. I know it's amazing. The three of us get to talking together, we find out all kinds of things we didn't know. Yeah. 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 Wow. <laughs> See? So you saw the Maid Marion resin at Black Horse Ranch. Right. You had Simply Splendid as a sculpture. 
Already? I'm not sure that I had it already. I might have done it after that. Okay. Like I say, this goes back into fog because this <laughs> is so long ago. It's like, when did fog. we do that? I know. It's like, yeah, anymore. <laughs> Seems like the older you get, the more fog you get. Yeah. Yeah. So, but. Gin helps. We, does it really? Or does it make more fog? It makes more fog. It makes more fog. <laughs> so and suddenly you're living in L.A. We have a good excuse. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta blame it on something, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. Where were we? Uh, so, Simply Splendid. Simply Splendid somewhere in there. Yeah. So, Simply Splendid was a horse that I created for one of the original ones that I wanted to take out and show. Okay. Okay. I took that horse and said, can we make copies of it? Because people wanted it. You know, when I would take it to a show, I only had the original. Right. And they go, well, where can I get one? It's like, well, it doesn't exist except for this is it. Right. You know, so that's when we started researching. We thought we had a market that we could actually sell a few of these copies. Okay. And that all ties into the Briar thing. We're running into that later. Yeah. So that's where these guys come in. Do you remember Simply Splendid? I oh, remember yes. Simply Splendid. I, I remember, I remember Simply Splendid. Yes, yeah. ma'am. That was, yeah. I, was, I mean, I was producing it yes. for a couple right. of years before I gave it over to Dave. I think I started in 80, 89 oh, with it. And Dave balked at this because he oh, was yes. doing... Sci-fi stuff. Yeah. Right. And he says, this is a four-legged creature. I'm not going to do this. It's too much work. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, the molds are too this. hard. They are They're hard. At least three parts. Maybe four. Oh, my God. Well, this is going to cost a lot of money. Dave's business was primarily geared around science fiction stuff. And so, you know, introducing this horse stuff was something that he didn't necessarily want to do at the beginning. But I was tired of polluting my kitchen with all this uh, polyurethane <laughs> resin noxious crap. So, you know, I kind of foisted it off on him and say, yeah, it's money. Don't worry about it. Whatever. And, and that's how Dave Barr pretty much took off. It wasn't really – you were – Daybar was kind of like a, a holding company, company name, The company right? that did the sci-fi stuff was Anubis Productions. Right. And when I made the business card, I put I was looking for something to make it look more than it was. So right. I put, at the bottom of the card, it just came up really quick, a division of Daybar Enterprises. Oh and it just I just put it on the cards, the Anubis cards, for years. I never had any idea that there was a Daybar Enterprises. <laughs> Not everybody and now there's a Daybar Enterprises LLC. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. And yeah. you can thank the horse market because right, honestly, because, I mean, obviously, very, when, when we yes. started doing uh, horses, or when you started doing horses, you couldn't do it under the name Anubis because, no. you know, well, Anubis was the sign. Dead yeah. horses. I mean, so, who wants to buy those? And, and, I had, and on the card, it said Daybar Enterprises. So, okay, let's call it Daybar Enterprises. Okay. It was already existed on the card anyway. And uh, it quickly became more lucrative than the sci-fi stuff. Oh, yeah. oh wow! So really? It took off with the horses. Oh, it was uh, ridiculous in the speed it took off. Yes. Yeah, it wow. was amazing. And yeah. these were unpainted copies. Just right. un- unpainted resin. No instructions. No cover art for the boxes. No anything. No boxes. No. Nothing. In fact, in fact, you made it damn near impossible for anybody to actually buy the things, <laughs> and they bought them anyway. It was weird. They hunted you down. <laughs> Because I remember, I mean, the first resin I was exposed to was the Quarter Horse Stallion by Carol Williams. And I remember at the time looking at this going, well, it's not really a custom. It's not a one of a kind. It's sort of, you're going to have all these copies. It's not really an original finish. And I don't know how to deal with this. And my gosh, she's asking a lot of money for them. And I I don't think this is going to work. That was my approach. And I was wrong. (laughs) And when was that? 
Oh, that has early 90s. Early 90s? Yeah, that okay, had so to have been. predated that. Yeah. Yeah. She came after us. Yeah, which I didn't realize. I heard afterwards, I learned about Maid Marian, um, and I think there was another one she had, too. Well, the one I have is a stallion. Yes. No, I, I remember Simply Splendid. No, I mean, Maid Marian right. was a stallion. Really? Really? Wow. I think oh, yeah. he might have had issues. <laughs> he might have. <laughs> um, but I, I remember hearing about that one. I, I, I think in looking back over hobby publications, I, I did see an ad for another horse that was also Karen Woods. That was probably about the same time as, as Maid Marian. Could have been. It could have been. I don't remember. But I remember that quarter horse stallion. That was kind of the first big one that hit the scene. And then kind of more of these things started popping up. And in a lot of ways, they were easier than getting accustomed because you didn't have to wait on somebody to do this. You could just get your unpainted copy. And if you were of the mind, you could prep it and you could paint it. And I know I started my, a lot of my early resins that I purchased, I painted Okay. And it was kind of a cool way to kind of go about not really customizing, but sort of customizing. But in the beginning, there was a certain amount of pushback against all this. I mean, yes. it, oh, yeah. Yeah, quite a bit. I mean, because they were considered exorbitantly expensive. They were very well, expensive. Yes, were they were. We and well, I, I think we were like around 100 and a quarter for, yeah. for, yeah. for unpainted. And, and people. Oh, yes. Our first yeah. big seller. Yeah. Was that our first day bar horse, though? I think it was the one. They were the, all day bar horses. No, I mean, you took over all the Paul Grover stuff. So you had the you, you had American Mini and and what was the first one again? I forgot already. I believe Palomar or Minuet were the first ones that I actually I said, Kathleen, let's work yeah. together on this yeah. and build our stable. And I believe Palomar was probably yes. the first Palomar. Palomar Palomar was official was day bar horse. Right. I know there was day bar made horse. Horses had, before, but I think Palomar Elite. We had Magnificence in there. Magnificence, oh, Magnificence also Magnificence. the Morgan. Right. And, and oh, you're that right. was a big that deal. That Magnificence. Morgan. Yes. What was, what was the mare that we gave? That one sold like Utopia? Crazy. No, no, no. Utopia, Utopia, yes. Utopia was a huge seller later. I still but, have my but a minuet. So minuet. do I. That was a minuet. Yes, minuet. Mm -hmm. We did minuet in the hundreds. It was amazing. Oh, yes. Yeah, um, the Morgan. Uh, it yeah. went into. Magnificence, uh, also. We did yeah. I believe it was well over 150 units. No, on we that did one over 200. In fact, wow. wasn't it really? I remember, I remember we had one mold that went over 200. And that was right. like like a even record. Silicones Incorporated was amazed at our exactly. numbers on and that. That mold would not die. Wow. The molds are rated for about 50 copies, 45 to yeah. 50, and it just went to 100 and wouldn't die. It was almost like someone breathed. I even told Silicones Incorporated, and they're like, you're kidding. <laughs> wow, what did you do? Well, and then remember, your... we had problems with the legs because we had no supports in them. Right. Yes. Okay, and after a while, they'd start yes. yeah. slumping. And it's Arizona. Right. So Kim's the one that came up with the strut in there. Well, we did the wooden strut. I remember that with my Utopia because I decided I was going to customize my Utopia. I still own it. It's still in several pieces. <laughs> and one of the things that happened was when I went to cut a leg off, all of a sudden the, the Dremel started to like, I got burning wood smell. And I was like, 
Yeah. There's wood in here. Yeah. yeah. Those were tongue depressors, by the way. Were they right? really? Yes, yeah. they were. Wow. So we balsa, did, I believe. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was balsa wood. Balsa. Yeah. Yes. We did wood for the reason for a reason. I mean, originally we were using like steel or whatever, but like everybody uses now. But the problem is, is that resin doesn't really stick to that very well. Yeah. And with the wood, the resin permeates mm-hmm. the the cellular structure of the, the you know the fibers of it, and so. As long as we had the the grain going straight along the length of the leg, it gave the strength that we need. But we we didn't have that problem with the leg separating from the metal. Okay. So that's why we did that. Yeah. So yeah. Then, so here's the engineer that did all the leg struts and the leg rods and all that stuff. So that's all goes back to Kim. That's why nowadays we put rods in legs mm-hmm. because we need those so that they don't slump. Right. Yeah. And we're also doing a lot more hollow casting too, whereas a lot of those early resins were solid cast yeah. Yeah, nobody, and quite heavy. Nobody had thought about the hollow casting thing for a while, and it wasn't until later that somebody came up with that whole thing. We, we invented or we uh, um, introduced the uh, pressure casting method. A lot of early resin people yeah. were upset with the bubbles they have to work, yeah, especially yeah. in the bubble in yeah. the belly area. We called right. them belly bubbles. Yep. Right. But mm-hmm. when we finally yeah. made an autoclave, yeah, and we're able to pressurize the resin, that pretty much that changed down. everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But before that, really it was bubble city. Oh yeah, no, I remember oh, yeah. that too. Yep. I mm-hmm. used a lot of Bondo finishing this. Yes. Don't, don't, oh, yeah. yeah, don't sand, sand through the skin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You'll just Big expose surprise. the bubbles. And it's funny, oh, we, we were doing that at like 30 psi, yes. and now I'm 40. using like 100 psi for stuff. At our, work, our, you know, our old, our first uh, autoclave was 40 psi. Yeah. That was it. Wow. Now we use 100 at work. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking ancient history here. Yeah. Guys, you realize this dates us. We were... We were out there <laughs> by our, we were oh, we were out there by ourselves. We had to come up with yeah. this on our own. No one was there was no internet to go to to ask questions about. Right. We had right. to invent this stuff. I was going to yeah. ask that um, from a marketing standpoint. I, I know you Catalogs. went to shows, mm-hmm. so were you hitting newsletters flyers. and mailing lists and flyers? flyers. And there were a couple publications no, we, at that actually, time, right? Yeah, we right. hit those. Mm-hmm. You know, but and we had flyers. What yeah, else we had did we do? In catalogs, I mailed out a lot of catalogs. Was it door to door? No, we didn't. <laughs> I do this. not forgetting a catalog. <laughs> really? I have a couple. Yeah, Daybar of catalog. catalog. Yes. Wow. Oh, yeah. Them, yeah. Oh yeah. I still have some of those. Do you? It's amazing. Yeah, those are collectibles now. They should be. Oh, My right. artwork was to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> when we first started to go to the shows, it was kind of interesting because you know there. Yeah, there weren't a lot of Kathleen's <laughs> laughing right now. There weren't very many men involved in this whole thing. There still aren't. There still aren't. <laughs> still we aren't, make assumptions but... about the men who are, <laughs> and, and they made assumptions and about us at the time. That <laughs> the difficult way. <laughs> right. It's the Gary joke. <laughs> yes, hence the Gary joke. Thank you. Thank you. But. But as we appeared at these shows, mm-hmm. we created a little bit of a controversy because we were we were men that were uh, kind of invading this space that was occupied sure. by women. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a safe space, and suddenly we were dangerous. Mm-hmm. And ironically, I mean, at first, you know, we were, I, I was kind of, personally, myself, I was kind of worried about that. I know Kathleen was, too, about, you know, the effect that that would have on our sales. But we eventually discovered that it was really a good thing. And... Um, uh, yeah, so that actually turned to our benefit. <laughs> How so? It's like, well, there's a, a certain risque aspect to it, you know, mm-hmm. 
these men that were in this realm of women and suddenly we became the bad boys at day bar even though we were mostly innocent of any Not that accusations. Bad. Sure. Yeah. yeah mostly i say did you have Kim, did you have groupies we did have groupies <laughs> oh my god they did. We, we had groupies. Wow. Should we tell the delicate flower story? Please. Uh, oh, the delicate flower story. That's great. Yes, tell the delicate flower story. Well, what it was, at the beginning, when we started going to <laughs> these live show shows. Yes, we are. Kathleen is turning the same color as her blouse right now, which is red, by the way. She didn't want to sully her brand. I mean, she was very, very concerned about her brand. And, you know, she's an adult. Dave and I were not quite as concerned about that as we were about making actual money. So, um, but anyway, Kathleen advised us now look, these people that you are going to be selling to are delicate flowers, and they will be spooked by men in the hobby especially if you pay attention to them especially if you flirt or or <laughs> accurate i wouldn't disagree it, with that. exactly yeah. and then there was i mean we, we not shortly there. after that was our first experience on well, the no, west to, coast in california to that. where I'll i have a distinct memory walking towards a oh guys do show up at our party afterwards as i came towards the room there was a official of the hotel in the hall with a shirt torn screaming into a walkie-talkie saying hell no i'm not going back in there unless i get some backup <laughs> that's how the party started that was, about, Dang. So, that was about two years later when we discovered that um the hobby was completely different from from what we had been led to believe <laughs> Rachel Jensen must have been. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> well, I won't name any names, but 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 seriously, we 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 were in a hotel room where there was no names. No, 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 no names. names. No names. But but there was remember the, the indictments. <laughs> there's an NDA, guys. Oh yes, there's, there's 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 still a legal cap yes. on some of this, but, but the, no there was a, a hotel. Um, like a busboy or something that was tied to a chair, and <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding. He was tied to a chair, and they were throwing cheesy poofs at him, and 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 it it was it was not pretty. And, <laughs> and that's when Dave and I had a completely different appreciation for who was involved in the hobby and what the hobby was all about. So. <laughs> And, and the other flip side of the coin was... Well, so then, obviously, we, we decided that, um, well, maybe we needed to change our marketing strategy. <laughs> and uh, we from kind of... Flowers. From delicate flowers to the uh, bad boys at day bar. Uh, <laughs> like a horse. Like a horse. There was supposed to have been a question mark at the end of that. <laughs> oh, it's a printing error. A printing, printing error. error. Yes. So when was when was peak day bar? 
when was like when was it crazy? When was it? When were you guys oh, like peak? The peak. I, I'd say about ninety six. The Scottsdale show when we had actual tours that came down to to, to, to tour Dive Bar. Like yeah, Dave Bar. Yeah, our first well, day bar. I remember hearing about that. We, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we people were a, insisting on giving a tour of day bar, and they, these people have flown in to Scottsdale Holy from crap. all over, and yeah. they're insisting on coming out to Tempe yeah. <laughs> to see our little yeah. shop. And I'm like, that must have been we the were, peak. We, we, and then uh, day bar we, fest we in '96. Yeah, we had a booth out at at uh, the Scottsdale Raving Show, and we probably had about I don't know oh. 20, 30 people fly through to help yeah. us. We volunteered to help us on that. Wow. They all stayed at my house. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Kim, I heard you hooked Kathleen up with Briar? Is that No, correct? no, 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 no. How, I had nothing to do with happen? that. No, how Kathleen did, did that all herself. Like, the flagship sculptor for Briar after Chris Hess retired. And- oh, that was quite the story. Tell yeah. us. I'm trying, I'm trying to think of... <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to say names. Well, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> the names Tony Fleshman and Stephanie Maseko have nothing to do with any of it. <laughs> yeah, in fact, Stephanie wasn't even there at that time. No, she wasn't. No, she wasn't. Remember, and Tony had just yeah, taken I'm over. Old enough right. and young enough to remember when Stephanie wasn't there. Wasn't there. Yeah. 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 Well, I yeah. remember so being. I remember Peter yeah, yeah. Stone yeah. calling me on stage in California and introducing me as an integral part of their operation. I'm like. What? For Briar? Yes, like For, yes yeah, right. Peter yeah. Stone. Yeah. Wow. Yes. I'm, si- I'm sitting out here selling horses what, we're in Ontario, one. California, I think, and For all of a sudden Peter's yeah. giving yeah. some talk, and he calls my name. I go up, and he goes, come up here, Dave. This is an integral part of our operation. I'm like, what? <laughs> really? Just don't what, say What is anything. your operation? What? <laughs> We used, actually, we used to actually sell a Peter Stone figurine, yes. didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yes, you did. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we yeah. did. I think he bought them all. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's not, I've no, seen probably all, all on his mantle, too. <laughs> I've seen a few of shows. No, this is when we had done the Simply Splendid, okay? Oh. Simply Splendid was now going places. Sure. Okay? Sure. Simply Splendid ended up in California, and this is when they had Briar West out there? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, by now, people knew of Daybar and the horses and stuff that was going on out here, percolating here in Tempe. And there were some people from Absolutely. Arizona. Like they call it disruption now, but oh, that's what was going on. There you yeah, go. Yeah. Well, they came out to um, this Briar West, and one of them had one of my horses. Mm-hmm. You know, And when they had a question and answer with Peter Stone, one of these people said, when are you going to do a Moody? And he had no idea who the heck I was. Oh, wow. Okay. And so she has this horse, and she's showing him this horse. And, you know, he's like, I've never heard of this person. Now, somewhere in the middle of this, we had a live show. Teresa Northcutt put on a live show. It was a big show, Arizona Live. The very first one that she did. Okay. We wanted to invite the public to come in and see this because we wanted to get more people to come in. They decided to do an article in the newspaper. Okay, at this time, the newspaper was just switching over to color photographs, and so they needed a guinea pig. You know, so Teresa said, hey, why don't you be the guinea pig, because we need somebody to spotlight for the show, you know, to kind of push the show. Okay, so I said, fine, I'll be the guinea pig. At that time, I was doing reworks. I had done something splendid. Mm-hmm. I had a few other pieces that I had done. All right, so a photographer and a reporter came out to the house and did this big interview and they did this huge two-page article we're talking a newspaper i mean you know full spread 
full color, 8 by 10, in the middle of this newspaper. Oh, wow. On model horses. Wow. And this, yeah. was in, this was the early 90s? This was, when was this? This is 80s, I think. Oh, wow. That is, 80, that, that is 88, special. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, been late because you were still with Parkland in the late. 80s. Yeah, this was yeah. before then. Okay. Well, the interesting thing was is that Peter Stone was still working with Briar at that time. Right. Mm-hmm. He happened to be on vacation in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Oh, he man. sits down, opens his Sunday newspaper on <laughs> at breakfast, and is like, "Holy cow! Who's this? Wait a minute! This is that person they were talking about in California. She's here." And so he gives me a call. He says, "Um, I don't suppose you'd be interested in doing a horse for Briar." I said, no, I've never heard of him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'd only been collecting them since I was seven. Yeah. (laughs) So that's essentially how it got started with Briar. You know, they were interested because now I was a big celebrity. I had my picture in the paper, right? And then people were carrying around my horses, and oh, there's more than one. You know, so what's going on here? So that's when they decided to give me a chance. You know, and they assigned me. I think it was the um, the new porcelain line they were going to do. Yep. Oh, the remember Shire. they yes, did the Shire the horse. Yes, yep. and the uh, the barb. The barb. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. So the they they put me on that. Yeah. So we started out with the Icelandic. Okay, and yep. they said do us a drawing, and I thought, how does one do a drawing for a company? You know, I've never done anything commercial before. You know, I was pure amateur. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what to do. So I did this like blueprint thing. Laid it all out, you know, did four or five different views of it, lined it all up, made it look like a drawing layout for a house. I mean, it was like, okay, just give this to your um, engineer and he'll be able to produce this. (laughs) You know, I mean, it was that exact. And they looked at this and they went, wow, okay. She's really professional. You know, she really knows. I had no idea. (laughs) This is impressive. Let's do that. I even did it on illustration board because I thought that's even more impressive, you know. This is a piece of artwork they could frame and put on the wall. Absolutely, wow. but that's, you know, that's that's advertising agency yeah. 101. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, so, you know, they, in the middle of a meeting that they had this horse in, they called up and said, you're hired. You know, and I, really? You mean you're going to let me do this horse? Yes, we And then I'm hearing all this clapping and cheering in the background, like the whole company is sitting there going, we found an artist, Jay, finally. <laughs> <laughs> finally got an artist. Yeah. Well, this was after Jeannie yeah, Mellon and a few yeah, others, yeah, you know, that just kind of tanked. Rich, yeah, yeah. Rick Rudish. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, I often wonder if that they were victims of a bad mold or if they were victims of bad sculptures. I have been a victim of a bad molder. Yeah. No, Some of my horse, not you. Oh. <laughs> Some of my, you're actually one of the better ones. Some of the horses that were done, the plastic horses, are victims of bad molding. Okay. Big Ben is a prime example. Really? I have the original really? resin casting, thank you very much, of Big Ben. Okay? It is just like the original sculpture. It's beautiful. Everything's lined up. It's perfect. You compare that with the plastic. The plastic has been morphed mm-hmm. to where the eyes no longer line up. Right. The head's you know, all set. Things, yeah. They broke an ear. They slapped something else on there in place. It's like, when she's, what is this popsicle stick? This is not an ear. You know, weird stuff like this where they had just trashed this horse. You know, we complain about Kimosabi. Well, I know why. (laughs) This is what happens behind the scenes. There was a a period. It was still a huge hit, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He still is. And now we look at it and go, huh. I mean, it's just like anything. I know. I know. But I mean, I just died during that time. I thought, how could they do this? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is horrible. 
Anyway, sorry. Well, I was going to say there was a period of, of um, Breyer's history, and I think it started in Chicago, but it might have uh, transferred over a little bit to the New Jersey operation, but, mm -hmm. you know, after it got sold to Reason International. But they were using a kind of a early prototype method of, of um, mold making, but not not the rapid prototype method, methods that are common now, but it was a, a type of mold making that was called curdsite. And it was a combination of like steel, dust, Oof. and resin. Oh my. And it was designed Oof. to make thousands of copies at a time, not hundreds of thousands of copies at a time. And I think that the, the Briar Company, when it was under Sam Stone, they were they were experimenting with that as a cost cutting savings, and it might it might have transferred over to Reeves. I don't know, but at some point Reeves got the idea that this wasn't viable, and they went back to the uh, brilliant so copper, things. you know, mm -hmm. uh, high tech molds with with cams and everything. So you might have gotten caught in some of that. That's very possible. Yeah, because some of the molds that produced some of our horses were very scary. Right. Yeah. Maribel is another one where they simply took out an undercut where she's got her neck turned. Mm -hmm. They just they put a piece in there, so now it looks like she's got this thing on her neck. Yeah, you know. How many times did I come up to your come to your house to pick up a horse and take a look at it and go, "Gee, Kathleen, this is impossible to mold in a 3D universe," <laughs> and you'd just say, "Well." You'll work it out. Dave, <laughs> yeah, I have full confidence in you. <laughs> but on the, on the other hand, probably the most complicated mold ever done, to my knowledge, for a plastic horse was Huckleberry Bay. Yes. Yeah. And that cost a fortune. And it? it's got like, I don't know, 15 cams or something like that. No, it was more than 100,000, I think. To make the, the to mold? Make, to yeah. make the mold, yeah. Because I remember hearing about how complicated Big Ben was, that it's got a hinge on the jaw to, to unmold right. that. Well, in, in the case of Huck Bay, there, there are a lot of what they call movable cams. Mm -hmm. And uh, these are parts of the mold that actually move away from the part <coughs> when the mold opens up yeah. to right. release the casting. Right. They've got all and kinds. It looks like a Borg machine. Okay. Right, you know, right, there's right. lifters and yeah. cams. And yeah, I think we've seen exploded things yeah. at, yeah. The, at Reeves in New Jersey. Right. And it's, you know. Right. I understand when when you the minute you start getting away from absolutely symmetrical, mm -hmm. it exponentially adds pieces. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So, and I, probably Hunt Bay was was the epitome of, or or I should say, the apex of that because it it was the most complicated mold, to my knowledge, that they ever did. Um, and there was only one company in America that did that, and they eventually went out of business, which is why oh. Briar ended up in China in the first yeah. place. Huh. Yeah. yeah. But that's another story for another time. So I have a question, Kathleen. So you, Peter Stone hired you. Yes. So how did you make the leap in trust from the Peter Stone era to the the Reeves era? Well, like, Peter Stone oh. left. Yeah. You yes. know, because yeah, there was a split there. When Tony took over, Peter yes, Stone, absolutely. they broke company. But they, And they were still, like, there was no animosity towards you because Peter left and he brought you on. I didn't uh, I didn't get any of the drama. Absolutely. You know, right. because I just stayed with Reeves. Yeah. Basically, you know, because Were you under contract or were you per piece? It's kind of remember it's, it's okay like, if you well, can. No, I just I'm trying to remember. You know, it's just <laughs> like what did they do with me? I think they just paid me per piece. 
you know, just because I was not a business person. I had no idea how to work a contract at sure, all. Sure. You know, so it's like, throw me some money and I'll be happy, which is basically what they did, you know, because I didn't have any kind of real contract with them. Yep. You know, now you have to have a contract to do an illustration for them. Right. You know, so it's a lot tighter, but it wasn't at that point. Did you do that? You well, did that? Well, what happened was that... All comes back to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, it, it, yeah. I, I think it, it, it happened with me. Um, the last time I did a design for Briar, I contracted for like two designs, and or, or like two designs and two changes or something like that. And eleven changes later, they still hadn't signed off on anything, <laughs> and I kind of got pissed off and like you know like okay you guys are on your own i'm not i'm I'm done with this whole thing and actually um it was another thing it was after after that i was doing some um auction horses and i made these very elaborate masks i think people remember uh kimbuktu or some of the uh, i don't remember what it was 2008 it was a it was some of the auction pieces Mm -hmm. like three or four of them and years later, they came back looking for those masks because they didn't have them on file. They said, well, you don't own those. You, you paid me $300 for a horse, a painted horse, but I own the copyright on these things. They're my masks. Yeah, they're my masks. You're going to have to buy these at like $1,200 a piece. And that was when it all changed. (laughs) (laughs) See, they were kind of growing, too, you know, because they weren't, you know, when Tony took over, he got handed to him from his dad, you know, because when his dad passed away, it's like, it's not your company. I'm sure it was very informally organized. (laughs) Well, it, it was nice then because everything was like... With a handshake, right. you know, this is your agreement and such, you know, it's changed a lot since then. It's no longer that way, but they've been wonderful to work for. Hmm. You know, I've enjoyed it. It's been a Fantastic. long time. Excellent. Yeah. So, so what, where do we go from there? We continue to make resin horses and you guys started taking no, in other artists' work. So oh, yes. you guys kind of took off on your own mm-hmm. to where now you're I think you had told a, I think you had told a few people in our local area. Yeah. And they'd come to me and... We had to keep you going. Yes. I, I wanted a company when yes, I you did. Was the only one you were doing initially? And initially, then, yes. Yeah, you started taking she line. started... Yes. You did a line for me, for my show. You did a, a well, I, yeah. I, I still didn't oh, take wow. it seriously. I thought I was doing science fiction kits. <laughs> I was doing this really on the side, just as a fa- almost <laughs> as a favor for Kathleen. That's the other thing I was going to ask you guys are prop makers. Yes, by profession. Yeah, that was my like, first. Yeah, so, thought. I, mean, I thought. It's, it's interesting to me that you somehow. <laughs> well, I was doing this on the side for Kathleen. She apparently hooked me up with some other people who called me. I said, "Well, okay, it's a job. I'll take it." And <laughs> yeah. oh man, it just it kept coming. Snowballing. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and before long, I couldn't find time to do the science fiction kits. Well, that was the, that was the plan. <laughs> it, it was what? always <laughs> Kathleen's plan. Yes. We need a little horse resin maker. Yeah. Yes. Yes. In a way, in a way, that decision enabled the hobby to move away from Daybar Enterprises because once. Dave started making molds for other people, it became uh, an economic exercise of, you know, cutting out the middleman. You know, why do we need this guy that that is um, producing the, the molds and the castings when we can do it ourselves? 
and eventually that's where the hobby went to. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are doing their own castings and doing their own molds and castings, and then you've got other people that have have uh, come up like uh, Residence by Randy or uh, Mountain View Studios mm-hmm. or whatever. Well, you guys set up. He was Day, he was he was Daybar Express because we, we set up Randy. We yeah. simply could yeah. no longer do our own line right. and do everybody else's line. We were actually making product to compete with our product at shows and it became very apparent that oh my god we're making product for our competitors and then randy buckler just out of the blue contacted me and wanted to learn how to do horses and he came and spent some time and we taught him how to make the molds and the only agreement i had with him was well you call your company daybar express so at least i'm getting the name recognition, no money, no nothing else. Yeah, right. I was gonna say, no, no, was nothing there a else. Percentage? You have. No, yeah. no. Yeah, you should have. I know. Yeah, but we weren't. Yeah, we weren't that. We weren't very smart. Right. No, we weren't that capitalistic. <laughs> no, okay, was, we weren't smart. But <laughs> that's where it went. That and was kind of that was kind of the writing on the wall for yeah. us because yeah. we knew that there was a certain amount of time yeah. that we we had before we were we were superfluous mm-hmm. and. And that came to pass eventually oh, around yeah. about 1990. Yeah, 99. We were 98, 99. Really? Was that like early? Yeah. yeah. There was nothing well, other At that point, we, I mean, we both kind of, we, 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 we sort of shut Dave Bar down at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave went out to Hollywood and started making um, movies and things. And Bicentennial Man. Bicentennial oh, Man, yeah. yeah. He's got lots of credits and everything. And mm-hmm. I, I actually went back to making a living again. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Uh, on, and, and eventually on to Briar, actually. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, that, that that was pretty much it. We knew, we knew the writing was yeah. on the wall at that point. So. Well, it wasn't like resin horse making was unknown. I mean, no, people were resin it, molding other right. things, you know. So it was it was not a stretch to start doing horses, especially if there was a market growing in that field. Mm-hmm. Right, and it wasn't like there was uh, it wasn't like the, that we had some kind of new technology that nobody else had. I mean, it was pretty much prevalent in just about every other hobby, like model railroading or model cars or whatever. It just hadn't really approached model horses yet. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we, we basically applied a technology to a hobby that hadn't heard of it yet. And and so really we were, we, we, we had a finite amount of time where we could really profit from that before it became common. Right, because then you empowered Randy and then Barry. Right, exactly. And everybody started, people started doing their own. Everybody got roadcasters. And so, yeah, and you sunsetted Daybar. But I know that, Dave, you did some stuff for me in the 2000s. So what was that when you were in Missouri? Was that... Was it an attempt to restart Daybar, or was it just you know, no? At that doing time, some side projects? at that time, yeah. I was already teaching full time, right? And I, but I wanted to keep my hands dirty making right. things, and I wanted to shop, and you know, to pay the bills, you take in work. Mm-hmm. My first love, I went actually made a few more science fiction kits, believe it right. or not, just on the side. But I needed, I brought in some horse. I, I did a lot of work for Briar, and while I was in Missouri, mm-hmm. I did a lot of prototypes for Briar. Yes. Oh, Yes. So uh, you never told me you were still molding horses. <laughs> well, oh, I remember contacting you. Go, I'm not even in the business anymore. <laughs> my time, like, my what? time was was quite limited. 
You contacted me while you were at Briar. Don't give me that. We, we, we collaborated on a job, remember? I did, I did some right. Yeah, yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. I remember that. Okay. Well, you kind of kept me out of the loop oh. here. I was, doing, I, was teach, I was teaching school full time. I wasn't looking for another full time job. And then Briar was sending me their, oh, my God, it's an emergency. Can you have it done by Wednesday job? And I'd get the horse on Tuesday, you know. <laughs> yes. Grade papers on top. Exactly. Of that, right? So I wasn't looking for a lot of extra work, but Briar was sending me some work. Yes, okay. they were. <laughs> Are you still molding stuff? No, ma'am. <laughs> Can I get that? I, I no longer have the, the abilities. <laughs> look, my hand. Look, look at this. Oh. And, and for the record, they're still dirty. <laughs> I'm not either. So don't get any. <laughs> don't get any them, ideas. Right? You still do. No, actually, organization no. And stuff. I mean, as far as my my uh, LinkedIn account is concerned, I'm still like, you know, a consultant. But actually, that's like ten years old. I haven't done a design for Briar for ten years. But I still, you know, go over but there. But you and still ba- help them out, like I babysit the the artisan the gallery, artisan right? gallery at, at yeah once in a while. So. And Kathleen, you still you still sculpt for them, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's going full steam, right? You don't have well, it's slowed down some. You know, I in my what I see is basically I have been surpassed because. I have kind of gone off on other fields, and I really haven't gotten into the extreme fine detail and everything that the hobby expects now. You know, I just don't, I don't want to sit that long. You know, I... Right. It's fair. Right. Yeah. You know, and so other people have just taken over, you know, Brigitte Herbal has taken over. And there's other people, there's Morgan, there's, you know, all these other hobby arts, which I'm glad to see because they really needed their chance. You know, they should be able to yeah, make I mean, we plastic courses. Yeah, a new generation. Yeah, exactly. Into the hobby. And when you look at the hobby now, you look at the Briar horses that are being produced, they're far more than what we did. I think your hat's running slow, Kathleen. <laughs> <laughs> well, not my watch. <laughs> watch on is it still working? Yes, it is. Oh, then that means my brain is still engaged. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> anyway. Mine went online yes. half hour ago. The Briar horses now, I think, mm-hmm. are finer. They're more realistic. They're better horses than we have ever seen anywhere. Okay? It's the done. resin hobby <laughs> is, like, right with them. Yeah. All right? But they've caught up to that. Mm-hmm. So now you're getting great horses from Briar and Blastic. You're also getting great horses in resin. Right. All right. So, yeah. So we're seeing that now. Nothing like that when we came in. Mm-hmm. So I think that we've done it at least something for the hobby in that we've been able to propel other people to get up there and do plastic horses. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's true. I think that a lot of the work that uh, Briar did unwittingly, because it was seriously unwittingly, (laughs) um, at least as far as Dave and I were concerned, (laughs) we we brought a level of quality to the hobby. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. 100% agree. That was perpetuated Mm-hmm. throughout the entire industry mm-hmm. and it started I, I i can't really say it started with stone or with briar because they kind of did it kind of concurrently mm-hmm. but the bar was raised and i think that in a small way argue, dave and i had a part in yes, that yeah I, absolutely and kathleen certainly absolutely presence and the arrival of stone on the scene mm-hmm. pushed everything upwards yeah. Yeah. well yeah. stone stone arriving on the scene as they did you know, they, they had to um, compete with Briar in a way 
but not on the same field because obviously Briar had a, a much larger footprint than right. from Stone had. It's another show that I would love to talk about, but I think there were opportunities lost there. I think they could have been a competitor, um, but I do right. think as far as quality goes, that uh, uh, Stone and Dave are like said, this is this is detail, this is quality, mm -hmm. this, this is what is people expect. To mold. Right. Yep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's part of it. But we figured it out. Right? Well, it wasn't. It wasn't just the molding. It was also in the deck. And, oh, absolutely. And, and that's something, absolutely. That's something we should talk really about another time the because there, yeah. there was a story behind yeah. that whole mm -hmm. thing as well. But well, uh, after doing some of your horses, I believe that could. Well, and you proved yes. it to the world. <laughs> yes, one of the finest molders out there. Yeah, yes, so they can as, mold anything. Yeah. As as pioneers, as, and and we do. We're second gen hobbyists, Jackie yeah. and I, and we absolutely. Um, Daybar was part of our daily vocabulary about the hobby. Kathleen mm -hmm. Moody was a, a was a star to us. Was a pioneer. Was you know a hero. Where, what do you, where do you hope you fall in the history? There's not. We don't have a great um, archive, and, and and we're trying to fix that. Right. Where the hobby was with Marnie, with with you, with Daybar, with with Pam Young and Carol Williams, and the and even the people that came before them, because there are, there are a few. Um, what would you hope your legacy is for the hobby? Because it's it's growing exponentially. Oh, yeah. I mean, Briarfest is bigger than it's ever been, you know, and it, and it continues to grow year by year. So, well, we're Dave, you wanna... we're kind of probably that that primordial sludge right before <laughs> right before the Cambrian oh, explosion. <laughs> we're, we're, the, the no, we're, we're the sludge right before the lightning bolt hits. <laughs> I kind of like there that. I, I never really ever thought about yeah, that. I mean, what, what you know, you at the time we were just doing what we thought was <laughs> expedient to do and trying to make a living at it, you know, but yeah. I don't think we really gave it much thought at the time. No, in fact, I went kicking and screaming, of, Kathleen was she pulled my hair <laughs> she would not leave me alone she called me almost every other day trying well, to get me to do horses for her and yeah. i'm like this, this Kathleen, i'm really not doing you know i've got other things I to do important stuff yes to do. she right. she pulled me kicking and screaming into the horse hobby and my entire motivation was that wow there's a lot there's an awful lot of girls here so we, we had a good run we had a good yes, run. We had some nice but, horses. But I think by accident, we did some pretty good things. Yeah. Justin Morgan. Oh, my God. Yes. What was the fuzzy horse's name? I can't remember. The Curly Q horse. Remember that? Curly. Yes. What was his name? I can't remember. Let's Fiesta. Let's Fiesta. Yes. That was a fun mold. There was almost no bubbles in that one. That you can see. Right? They actually added the texture. Yes. Uh -huh. The cantering horse with what, the, what texture, the textured coat. Oh, yeah, I think yeah, what yeah, we yeah, did. Yeah, well, yeah. and here's what I'm hoping we did, and I can see this happening. I hope we upped the bar. Yeah. You know, for resin horses, for plastic horses, for anybody out there doing horses. I don't think there's anybody that can touch us where we are now because we keep pushing the envelope, mm -hmm. you know, and every horse that we did, it well, was like they're going, oh, you've got to be kidding. We can't do this. But... They were willing to take the risk and push the bar. And let me tell you, that Pegasus, what, what was the horse that we put the wings oh, on? Oh, oh, what was the name of the horse oh, yes. originally, Let's though? Imagine. Let's imagine. Let's imagine. imagine. Well, one of those sits on J. Michael Straczynski's office desk. Because really? I gave it to really? him. Wow. The creator of Babylon 5. Really? He's got one of our horses. Oh, yes.
Oh my goodness, we've been immortalized. Yes, you have, because when I went out to Hollywood, I took a few horses. Did you? And that Pegasus is still the best Pegasus that's ever been done. Yeah, I agree. That's a really good Pegasus. I've got a busted up one if anybody wants it. (laughs) Put it on model horse exchange. Yeah, 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 it was like crazy. All right, do you have any final words from you guys? I got to (laughs) pee. I was promised you, two Kim. martinis. So we'll get you a martini. This is one martini. We'll get you a martini. You told me not yeah. to let you have any more while you were on air. Yeah, you're not driving home. No, ma'am. No, <laughs> <laughs> Maggie's driving. Well, thank goodness. Thank you guys so much for spending the time and talking to us. This I really, this really appreciate this. This has been great. I hope we transcribe this because this needs to go in a book. Because we don't have we modern could. history. I think, I think the library of Congress needs a copy of this. Yes. Know, we'll transcribe it. Yeah. When do we start recording? Because, I mean, we're going to do this again, right? In about a half hour. Again. Okay. okay. Let me know. When you sober up. <laughs> God, we don't have that kind of time. <laughs> You'll be here for four hours. Then you get the real oh history of Dabar, which is not nearly as exciting as the one that we just outlined. <laughs> Well, thank you guys. Thank you so much. We are, we are grateful. So that was how we wrapped up Saturday night, talking to the boys and, and Kathleen Moody. Um, so fun. So fun. Um, Sunday morning at these things is always the the Briar Boutique. They always save it for the end, so people stay for the whole weekend, basically. You get broken into four groups that you're traveling with all weekend, and then you get to go, and it's it's just like Briar, the special run lines. You pick a number. You line up, you, you know, you have a chance at whatever's there. Um, they had models broken into two groups this time. Thought this was so this smart. This was smart because you had to pick one from A, the A group, one from the B group. The A group was... Higher run. Yeah, higher run, but very Le- desirable kinds of models. And that's the other thing. I didn't hear anything bad about anything that was offered yeah, this year. Yeah, nobody was grumpy was- about any of the horses. And they all because, sold you know, out. you were going to... Yeah, they all sold out. They all sold out, so there'll be no leftovers. But there were like two in the A group, and there were four in the B group. Right. So in the A group um, was Bolo, who is the show jumping warm mm-hmm. blood. And uh, I can't tell if he's Gruya or Roan. I think he's Gruya. I think he's Gruya. Okay. He was probably the highest uh, count horse. Yeah, he's won 24. Yep. And then there was, um, and I don't remember the names in the models, but Oakley. Oakley, Oakley is the lady yep. face. And a splash, like Bay Splash Pinto. Yep. Um, I think Chalky. Chalky. 65 76, 76 of those 76 okay. i got the oakley so yay i got the oakley yeah um in group b there were four there was a huck in a a black huck but it it's it's hard to say how was pretty blue, that model was by just saying it's a oh, black really huck. blue black dapple uh he just named prescott and his run was 44 and he was really pretty and he is he is going for bucks yeah. on the secondary there are next to none of them um, um, there was also Pima, who was the fighting mm-hmm. stallion in um, minimal spot Appaloosa. Um, he, there are 56 of him, I okay. believe. There was, God, the what's the name of the, the Wixom? I can't remember. Something, something Bonita. Chico Bonita? Chico Bonita. Chico Bonita. That's it. Real gorgeous. That was the one those. people were killing people for. Yeah. That, she was highly desirable. Mm-hmm. Um. Bay uh, with lots of chrome um, and dapples, like just really like a like a really clear blood bay, yeah. just really nice. And little blue tail ribbons. 
Oh yeah, she's she was pretty. She was really beautiful. And then the last um, one then, was a Bobby Joe in a Perlino. And I, you know they've only done this color on a couple of models. They did it on one of the Lonesome Glory um, grab bag models at Briarfest a couple of years ago. They've done it now. They really knock this color out of the park. Yeah, I love that color. Didn't they do? Yeah, they, the Lonesome Glory. I I think it's just yeah. beautiful. I I am I I was super jealous to have to choose between that like the Prescott and and uh the the Lonesome Glory because the she's Bobby just so pretty. Bobby Joe. The, oh yeah, the Bobby yeah. Joe. And the uh, I would have gotten the Wix up. They, they I mean, sold out right in front of us. But like three horses yeah. in front of us they sold yeah. out. So but what was what was the Bobby Joe's name? That's the only I one can't I can't remember. remember. Let me look I know I'm never I don't, I'm never good at remembering their names because I well I kinda I studied it um and then I I I uh, sold a bunch of mine. Yeah scottsdale stuff oh and the stable mate yes you picked up the stable mate on your way out stable mate was nice to, it's magnolia in a like a, a decorator color like it's almost looks like a sunset i think yeah it yeah. looked like a tequila sunrise yeah, it did <laughs> very pretty except it had except it had blue feet yes but it was very very pretty model uh it was named what was it giarno name of a mountain range or something no i don't know uh da, da, da. oh booby i just i just googled booby joe <laughs> that's probably something you want to make sure safe search is on <laughs> before you look at the results <laughs> so Not anyway the, the briar the the boutique wraps up by like they run you through the four groups then at 11 o'clock if there's any leftovers you can opt to go stand in line for leftovers we opted not to do that because we got yeah because we, we wanted everybody was yeah, waiting we got what we wanted everybody there was not a lot of leftovers so we were like what's the point let's go eat brunch so we grabbed aaron corbett and kim bjorgo and maggie schneider and summer prosser and i want to say there was another person kim i said kim Did you say kim, I said kim. Kim, Maggie, you and me. That was probably you know, it. There was one other person. There were five people. Summer, Aaron. Yeah, you said Aaron. Aaron, Kim, Maggie, Summer, and, and you, you and me. me. I think okay. that's everybody. So we all had brunch, and it was yummy. And then we went and hung out at our hotel where it was beautiful until oh Sandra Gibson. Oh Sandra, God, yes, oh, my God. <laughs> like, oh, the name. The name of the Perlino Bobby Joe is Sonora. Oh, okay. Yay. But uh, we all then went and hung out at our hotel until Sandra and Aaron. And I know. Kim had they to had leave. to leave us that day. It was so sad. Yeah. Everybody was like, we at our hotel was like, we don't want to go. Like, we know. We don't want you we don't to want go. You to go. Um, and then we had, um, we interviewed, Summer came over later. We interviewed her about um her early hobby history which was interesting yeah so summer is summer is as much part of the early days of the hobby and and briar as any you know as any of the people to get i think a bit more notice and she she knows um she knows a lot of funny stories so we asked her to talk about a little bit about her experience how she got in uh got in with briar and to share some of these amusing stories basically a child prodigy (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) Like, this is so interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, so, listen, so. Let's, let's, let's listen in. All right. Hey, it's Jackie uh, here with Mares in Black. And uh, I'm here with, again with Summer Prosser. And uh, we wanted to pick her brain a little bit about paint techniques. Because um, the specific question that was asked earlier in the day was about dappling. And how, because you know, everybody loves to complain about 
Briar original finished apples. The fish eggs. The fish eggs. The figure eggs. The scales. The dots. Oh my God. So terrible. You know, and I, and yeah, we can go back and say, well, it's not a grease gun anymore, guys. Remember that? Um, and people still like complain about it. But um, you were telling us why. Right. In the, the lobby of the these. hotel. Yeah. So tell us about Dappling and the Briar Horse. Okay. Dappling in factory paint is really, really, really intensely hard. Um, I had flown out. I was invited out to, to the stone factory to paint for them. And um, some of the people there, they were like, oh, well. This is going to take you about three days. The first three days, you're not going to do anything worth keeping. It's all going to just be garbage. And I just was, oh, that's ridiculous. I've been airbrushing for like 20 years. I'll have no problem with this. And I got on there and I started working with that factory paint. And it is so hard to use. What people may not realize is the cellulose acetate horses the paint actually bonds to the plastic. Yes, it contains you know, chemicals in it. Mm-hmm. So it it melts into and bonds. Um, so it's not on top of the horse. It becomes one with the horse <laughs> instantly, <laughs> instantly. So when you're airbrushing, it's kind of like using a can of spray paint. Um, and the closer you hold the... the more detailed it becomes. So when you're doing something like dappling, you have to hold the paint gun very, very close to the surface of the horse. Well, when you're airbrushing, normally what you do to to counter that is you do a thinner stream of paint, just a real light touch. But the problem is this particular factory paint will dry in midair if you you dial it back too much. And it, it lands on the horse, but it's already dried. So it makes this kind of gritty, sandpapery texture after you build up a couple layers. And that just absolutely won't work. So you have to either thin the paint way, way down, and then the paint runs or drips or spiders. And the spider, when you talk about anyone airbrushing what a spider is, that's where you blast out some paint. It hits the model and does like a splat mark. So if you've ever seen a briar that has this weird explosion look around the edges, that's, that's a spider if you're airbrushing. So you can thin your paint way down with solvent, but then it's going to spider. Or you do it heavier and then you end up just, you have to pull it out of there and hit the horse so fast. Um, that you have to work really fast. I mean, that's your options. You can either just paint incredibly fast or you can thin it down. And uh, for the most part, they just try to paint really, really, really fast. So you're when I'm doing things in the studio in acrylic, I can do some nice star shapes and there's a, the paint dries slower. But when you're in the factory, you just have to crank them out as quickly as possible. And the fastest, most efficient way to make dapples is to go do rows of circles all in a line. Mm -hmm. So that's why they end up with that technique. And it's very, very hard. And it takes, I mean, for all the talent and skill I have, it still took me four days Mm -hmm. to get to the point where I could do any dapples that were reasonably irregular. And then you have to also remember that these are mass produced items. You know, if you want a briar that you're going to pick up at the store for $50, they can't have an artist spend like uh, at, at the stone factory when I was painting some of those, one airbrush, well-dappled airbrushed horse was taking me about five hours to airbrush oh in the factory paint. So, you know, you can't have that sort of thing on the production floor. Mm-hmm. You got to get them out faster. 
um, especially for uh, an inexpensive briar. Again, I was that luxury was if you know you're going to sell. So like the auction models that I did for briar, I slowed way down, and and those took several hours each. And and they were laughing at me at the the briar fair. They were like, we could have painted like twenty horses in the time it took you to do those five mm-hmm. because I was going so slow. But I was trying to do the irregular dappling, and so it really does slow you down. And that's why when you're in a factory setting, you have to just get those dapples on there as quickly as possible. And sometimes they do get a little bit patterned. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just how it is. So it's a limitation of the media. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's very, very, very challenging. And I, I find it interesting. Like, for example, um, Carolyn Boydston is known for her amazing dapple grays mm-hmm. and here she has done factory paint jobs for stone and for briar. And yet they, nobody in China has really managed to duplicate her work because she's Carolyn Boysen because that hand can make those shaped dapples and knows exactly how much solvent to use and exactly what pattern to do it it is that hard if it was that easy to make star-shaped dapples in factory paint we would have all sorts of people doing it all the time now but it really is I mean despite all the many years like people ask me like well I'm not airbrushing well and it's you know why is this so hard and it's like because you just need to practice it's just a, a hand control muscle memory kind of thing going on when you're airbrushing i have painted i don't know how many resins i have painted but i think it's probably three to five hundred. Oh wow so when you are painting something and you're painting your 20th horse with an airbrush and you're like why can't i do this it's because you haven't painted 200 of them yet mm-hmm. so it's just practice and and that's it and that's all it comes down to. The airbrush is just a tool. It's not a magic wand. All these people get an airbrush and they believe, now I'll be able to paint these things. And mm-hmm. and I actually went back um, when I, I, I'd been oil painting and been doing really nice stuff. And then I got an airbrush and I had to relearn everything and start all over again. I wanted to pull my hair out. It was very, very, very hard to learn to control the airbrush. And it's all about learning how to control the amount of paint that comes out of the nozzle, how close to put it to the horse without causing spiders or runs. And that's the kind of stuff when you've got a production factory line and you've got a bunch of people, you have to train quickly. You know, they they aren't going to be able to invest 20 years of experience into doing star-shaped apples. And you're not going to see that likely. I mean, maybe someday, I don't know, but it's very unlikely we're going to see that ever on a shelf for $50. That's just what it is. But they're still very nice, especially compared to the 1990s models. And anyone who complains about a briar today, it's like you need to look and see what you could have bought in 1995. Let me show you the green Roy. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Yes, it's like like not so fast. I mean, what we are getting now from factory-produced models, the amazing quality and the detail for the price we are getting, it is just... Oh, it's amazing. Outrageously good is a great time to be an OF collector. Exactly, exactly. So count your blessings. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, no problem. So that was great. I really enjoyed that interview you gave with Summer. I thought that was one of our best interviews. So great job. Yeah, thanks. She's a good um, interview. So after everybody shoved off uh, that was hobby-related, except for the people that lived in town, Jackie and I just, I think we just, one day we just flopped. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that, by the way. And it was everything we thought we, it could we be. We ordered room service and we played video games. And that was it. <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Jackie went home the next day. I stayed one more day and hung out with uh, Maggie uh, Barkovitz. And we ran around Scottsdale and had a great time. 
had oysters mm-hmm. and wine. They fed and birds by hand. <laughs> I felt just like Snow White, and we went back to the hotel and hung out at the fire pit, and you know it was super yeah. awesome. So thanks, thanks for hanging out with me, Maggie. Yay! And I think that pretty much covers uh, the ins and outs of Stampede. Yeah. So we'll look forward to whatever they uh, do next time. Yeah, so it was, it was a super fun event. I thought it, it ran well. Uh, I thought uh, thought the farms were great. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry I missed Friday night, but it. You know, sounds like it was a good time. I liked going to Scottsdale. There were a lot of people like there was a much less of the core hobby that we know from like showing. Oh, yeah. There were a lot of people I've never had eyes on before, which uh, ultimately I think is a good thing. I agree. Oh, and I wanted to mention um, Pam Vigo, Mm -hmm. who who was one of was our artist spotlight um, when we talked about youth in the hobby. She was at the event and she came over during the, the roundtable and. Talked with Kim and talked with Kathleen Moody and just a great girl. And I really enjoyed meeting her. Yeah, so. I'm glad she came over and said hi to us. Yeah, I was so like, like super. Wouldn't that have been your dream to like go to one of these events and like, oh, oh I would have straight up died. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that would have happened. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Blue, blue screen. screen. Done. Um, okay. Right, so what's coming up? So moving on to hobby events. Um, so shows coming up that we may or may not have a presence at. You got you're going to Clash of Colors, correct? Yes, that's next weekend. Oh, sweet! I'm very interested to see how this show goes. I think the format's very, very interesting. Yes, I will have a show Excellent. report um, for the holiday show and pictures and videos, cool. so that'll be fun. And then in January, Super Califragilistic Live, which you, neither of us are going to. No, I can't. Yeah. I I cannot do it because of my shoulder. And I'm just right, bummed I about that. And it's sold out now anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, Uh, But that's Kylie Park show, and it's uh, going to be well attended by uh, a lot of our friends and a lot of heavy-hitting hobby people, so it's going to be a great time. Yeah, it's going to be a good show. Take lots of pictures, people. Yeah. Um, Then there's also Briar West, which neither of us are going to be attending either because uh, my other hobby schedule is going to eat 90% of my vacation time, and it's all in July. Well... (sighs) Aaron still has a job open if I want it, mm-hmm. and I might go, but I have to talk to my doctor first to see if yeah, see if you're gonna be able to do travel. It. Yeah, um, Barb is. They're not doing uh, Monday Fun Day, but Barb offered to do a sub mm-hmm. uh, Monday Barb Ness. So okay. I'm looking at it, but I I don't know. It's shaky. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely not at Briar West this year. Um, I wanted something I forgot to put in the show flow. I meant to mm-hmm. before we started. Is I wanted to talk about Namo Paymo. Because oh, that goes right. in February, yeah. um, and Jennifer Buxton is starting to make the warning signals about it. <laughs> about it, if you being don't know upon what upon us, if you don't know what Namo Paymo is, yeah. it's National Model Horse Painting Month. Yes, um, and it's basically it's styled after National Novel Writing Month, which is November. Yep. So we're in the throes of that. Yeah. Um, and the deal, the deal with it is, is you start February first with a blank model of your choosing. And on February 28th, it's painted it, you know, and whatever your level of skill is, whatever your medium is, it does not matter. You know, you win the event by finishing with a horse that's completed. I did it the first year and it was a whole lot of fun and I'm glad I did it. The second year just wasn't going to work out for me. Right. Um, I'm undecided as to whether I'm going to participate now or not this year or not. I've got a blank model, but I do too. And I'm thinking about it. And well, fe- uh, you know what? February, my my conference has moved back to February, so I'm probably out. Well, your conference is only a week, though, right? Yeah, there's only four weeks. 
You can do it in three weeks. Come on. <sighs> I don't know. We'll see. Pressure. Yeah, I don't die. Yeah, no. <laughs> we'll see. I was I was talking about doing it, but then I realized I may still be in a sling in February. So yeah. I don't know. I don't so. know, but it's a great time. It's um, it's a lot of fun. People share a lot super of tips fun. and their experiences. Yeah. The the Facebook group that goes along with it is fantastic. Like if you are if you have no idea what you're doing with painting a horse, somebody in there has written a tutorial for you about how to do things. How to paint dapples, how to do hooves, how to use acrylics, how to use oils, yep. how to use an air, air airbrush. Yep. I mean, it's like all kinds of things. How to prep, how to, how to blah, prep, blah, blah. yeah, how to fit, how to seal it, how to do how do you do pastels. You know, yep. it's there's a lot of very helpful people on that group. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's it's two bucks, and even that's optional. But I encourage yeah. everybody to man up and give the two bucks to enter. Seriously, there's lots of uh, usually lots of prizes. Uh, it, it's just a, it's just a it's a fun time. Yeah. So, you know, it's a great idea by Jennifer Buxton. So kudos to her for this it, concept. It's easily the, the best, you know, hobby community building event we have right now. Yeah, absolutely. Go Jen. So, yeah, go Jen. Also coming up, Candyland Live, held by Yay. some crazy person in Colorado. Yeah, that, <laughs> she's a wiener. She is a wiener. Um, but she has good shows. She does. So, uh, Candyland Live is a uh, show that I'm having at uh, the Arapahoe County Fairgrounds. It's a one day casual show. Um, all the awards are edible candy. Yay! Yeah. The so. grand prizes are giant gummy bears. Yay! Yeah. Um, and we Tiffany Purdy is coming. Uh, graciously agreed to judge performance. We have a really uh, interesting uh, performance division that's theme based. So it's it's not your typical English Western. Yeah, uh, you can't take other, one, one horse and uh, run it through the whole deal. Step Laylock is coming out for youth, which I'm super excited about, and she's going to give a pastel clinic. It's gonna it's gonna be small though, so uh, I'll I'll probably have to do a lottery for who gets in. Cool. And so uh, just check out the website CandylandLive.com for more information. Yeah, and we'll both be there. Yes, That's Jackie will be currently, there. Hooray! Plans currently that'll the be tour, there. Did the tour not land on it, or was it over by that time? The tour start. The tour is only in the summer, so it's oh, June, that's July, right, because we're going to it. Ah. Yes, it's June, July, August. So basically, so, I, I have if I if I believe I can make this work, I'm going to be like at work for like three days in July. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they're they're spaced out in such a manner that like what we're talking like about the, is Weird Al. She, yeah, we mentioned this hobby. before. She chases Weird Al around. And he's going on an orchestra tour this next summer, and he's actually coming to Red Rocks, which I he's never played for this uh, tour. I'm sure, in a way, that's uh, it's bucket list for him to yeah. do Red Rocks. So it, he's doing it with the Colorado Symphony. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, I, I can't wait for this tour. But... So she's coming out. We're going to put him yeah. up and go up to Red Rocks. But my entire July is basically Weird Al, Briarfest, Weird Al, two days of work. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> now, I think I have my days of work strategically, strategically placed throughout the calendar that they're not going to notice that I'm not in the office most of the month. Because it's going to be like between my normal time off and 4th of July, it's going to be like, I need this day on this week and that day on that week. And it'll be like, okay, oh, wait, where the hell are you? <laughs> anyway, it's going to be great. But yeah. that's why I can't go to anything else. <laughs> Woo! Oh, and so finally, Chris Nandell has been kind enough to send us a show report from Mid Kansas Live. So yeah, so let's. Uh, we're going to read that off. It was uh, sent us uh, sent to us by email. We I meant to get it in the last show, but we just didn't have room or yeah. time. So we're going to feature that now. Okay. 
I recently attended the Mid-Kansas live show held by Gay Mandalt in Rose Hill, Kansas. This is a NAN-qualifying show, and this year there were 20 entrants that hailed out from Kansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, Texas, and Arkansas. Wonderful roomy show hall was easy to load in and out of. Everyone was happy and cheerful, and to paraphrase another comment I saw, the smiles were a, were as big at the end of the day as at the beginning. While, while I only show in custom and artist resin halter, there were divisions for original finish, traditional and classic, original finish mini, custom mini, china, custom and artist resin performance, OF performance, and mini performance. Wow. One wow. entrant had a wonderful show string of larger than one six scale horses with awesome tack and customization. Oh, that's cool. There were tons of raffle items and donations for door prizes. She also holds a stablemate challenge at the show where people paint and donate stablemates anonymously, which are then sold to the highest bidder via silent auction to benefit next year's show. This year's proceeds netted over $200. Besides being a lot of fun, Gay is also a briar dealer, Silvertail Silver Stables, and she had a nice selection of briars for sale. She's held this show on and off since 1991. For those who want to have fun without the pressure of a NAN qualifying show, she sponsors fun shows, playdates, and other fun model horse events once a month. It's an excellent way to learn about the hobby. The next Mid-Kansas live show will be held in September of 2019. If you live in the Midwest, this is a fantastic show to attend. For all the latest news about what's going on in the area, there is a Facebook group, Sunflower Model Horse Club. Also, lots of photos from the show have been posted to that group along with other show reports. I remember hearing about this show way back in the day when all I did was get just about horses and being horribly like having FOMO about it then. (laughs) It sounds like a good time. It does sound like a good show. All right. right. Thanks, Chris. We appreciate it. Sorry for the delay and getting it on the show. Yeah, there it is. All right. Well, let's let's get ready to shut it. it, Shut it down. Shut it down. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Plugity plug plug for sponsors. As you've heard in this show, uh, Mel Miller Equine Art has sponsored the whole show this time. So Mm -hmm. thanks to Mel. This is a really cross-effective way of getting your name out there. Um, Our rates are not expensive. And they make uh, an impression on, you know, we're hitting, once shows wind down, we're hitting about 1,500 people per show now that that listen to it. So And it just keeps growing. So think about uh, advertising with us. Yeah, do it. Um, also, uh, we still are looking for youth mentor, mentee, volunteers. You don't actually have to be youth. Um, but if you've got something you want to share um, to help people in the hobby or you feel like you need some guy, you know, a mentor in the hobby, you know, get a hold of us and we'll see if we can match you up with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and finally, swag. Go to our <laughs> swag store and buy our swag. It's, it's 20% off right now. Uh, and if the show doesn't get out before it's not, I will extend the sale for <laughs> three days after. There you go. So, so save save some money, give Jackie back some closet space, and buy some swag. <laughs> buy some swag. Swag. Help me empty my horse room, people. <laughs> all right. Well, that's right. it. That's all. all right. uh, thanks for hanging in for another long one. Uh, we appreciate you listening, and uh, have a great day. All right. We'll, we'll see you next time later bye bye thanks to mel miller for sponsoring today's show please check out her all new studio website at melmillerequineart.com and pick up some medallions for 10 percent off through the holidays you can also find her on facebook and instagram at melmillerequineart <laughs>